Hello and welcome to the Mature Gamer podcast, the home of the older, wiser gamer. I'm Kev and with me as ever we've got Steve and AD. Hello everyone, you alright? Hello. That's very good of you, saying hello very politely. I thought I won't ask them to say hello this week, I'll see if they've spotted the pattern mm-hmm. that when I say their names they should say hello and you both picked up on it superbly. Like performing seals. Well done. Coming up on this week's show, we've got, as ever, obviously some Portal 2 chat because it's this is effectively the Portal 2 podcast. AD's going to tell us a bit more about his wonderful experiences with Batman and various Vita nonsense. The game Batman, he hasn't been travelling around <laughs> with himself in crime, sadly. I've been playing on my Vita again, so I'll tell you all about the fun I've been having with that. There's been a whole load of online sessions on the forum this week. We might have some stuff to talk about with regard to game because... Um, they're morons and keep doing stupid stuff, so we'll have to mention that. And we might just squeeze in a little bit of best game of all time towards the end of the show as well. And some raspberry pie on top. So, Steve, what have you been playing this week? I've played a few things so far. Um, I Basically, I've completed Portal 2 straight after getting home from the podcast if i'd have probably if we'd have started an hour later i could have completed that before we fit you know i could have actually mentioned it last week um and i just thought it was brilliant what a fantastic ending can we spoil the ending no no okay <laughs> have you finished it ad no i'm stuck at that right, silly bit it, didn't then uh, where bit, are you stuck, what bit stuck on? i'm stuck on the bit where you've got to oh it's hard to describe you, you've got like the two i don't know corridor type things running parallel to one another and you got to slide down one jump over another jump on this thing I, how can you describe it I, can't, I don't know it's hard it's near the end but i'm stuck Ada, youtube no that's oh, cheating if anything took me more than about five or six goes i just thought fuck it i'm gonna youtube you're it that's grace that is cheating I oh only the next step only somebody the, take like, his achievements I'd, him. Yeah. I'd think right where do i need to put the first portal bang right done when you're playing a shooter game do you pass the controller to someone else <laughs> to kill the baddies for no. you it's a puzzle game <laughs> you might as well just watch a run through um on youtube but if i'm doing it and i'm thinking right i want to get on to the next part i'm getting fed up of just getting it wrong here but usually quite often i'd think how how do i do this look for it on youtube and think well that's what i was doing and then see exactly where i was going wrong so i was getting it right i was just not doing it exactly the way it should be but it's a test of your abilities it's a test of intelligence if you, if you yeah yeah exactly i'm happy well, to revel in to the be honest, that I didn't need much. the last probably well most of the last bit where you, you kind of i can't really say you know you're just you're running through everything near the end that was all fine. I figured all that out by myself. It was, I figured out how to run in a straight line. It was just—it was just a bit where you're outside and. Oh, and thanks it, for spoiling it. I didn't know you went outside. <laughs> you've done that, but if you're near the end, you've done the bit I'm talking about. I know. Um, they're the bits where I was a bit more. There is there's that the one bit where I got stuck for a little while, and in the end, just started running around in circles for about half an hour. Was when you get right to the bottom of the thing. Yeah, and I, I was... couldn't figure out how to get out of there. But in the end, I sort of stumbled out accidentally, I think. But I went back and forth in that little area at least ten times. Yeah, that sort of bit was where I just I'd be wandering around, and I just thought. There's no way to do this. I'm just going <laughs> to look it up. And it was really weird. It was like, look up, go right into a really weird place and just shoot this thing that you could barely even tell was white. And uh, that made me laugh, really, because I thought surely most people will have had to have looked that up or seen someone else do it. It seemed like you'd have to be really eagle-eyed to have noticed that was the way to do it. But um, no, I just thought it was hilarious. And I like the bloke who talks over the tannery. I thought he was really funny. 
without spoiling the ending i really like the uh the way that you actually end the game what you have to do obviously the final battle and everything and um then just the song and the things that happen before the song as well really made me laugh because i thought oh i know what's going to happen here and then the complete opposite happened well, it's probably not the opposite but you know it just it went bizarre and then the song kicks in and i just generally thought what a fantastic game i texted my mates going you have to play it a few just told me to fuck off but um, you know it, it was fantastic and i really do recommend everyone play it because i don't normally like puzzle games that much i find them a bit tedious but this one had such a fantastic story and steve merchant makes it and the, the woman who plays the main the bad what's her name Grados or glados glados or glados I don't know um, you she's it. hilarious she's got deadpan down to a t they're both brilliant <laughs> you actually you've ruined me with the song a little bit and forced me to spend a tenner because when you mentioned you like the song from that one i then sent you back to go and listen to the song from portal one yeah and as i did it i had to listen to it myself and it's made me go out and rebuy the orange box so i can play the first portal again just because it made me lust for it i had portal lust I really want to play the first one. I've told my wife that if you lend me it, she's playing it. And I don't know that it's co-op on the first one. Well, I mean, I'm making her play it herself. I'll play okay. it and then make her play it through and then make her play Portal 2 as an excuse to buy it myself. Because <laughs> um, I think she'll like it. She was a bit like, mm, yeah, I might do. But I think she'll like it. It's it's fantastic. Um, it sounds really boring. If like Even when you said to me that it was voted the best game of all time by someone i just thought well they've obviously not played many games and it turns out i'm the one in the yeah, world your original fantastic. when we first started the best game of all time competition i posted that list of top 50 um your comment about portal was mm, it's just a puzzle game how yeah, can that I, be the best game of all time I, I sort of saw a little bit of what it was about and just thought no it, it can't be but no <laughs> it is brilliant and it's just the right amount of quirky funniness that is genuinely funny I, again i thought oh kev said it's funny it's probably going to be a little bit funny but it's not going to be hilarious whereas I, I still chuckle about how funny some parts of it were or just i you know it's really endearing how funny it is so in summary all three of us like portal 2 mm-hmm. yes magic um the other game that i touched on was well, there's two games that i've just touched a little bit this week um kingdoms of amalu i played a little bit more of that and it it's kind of more of the same i'm starting to think it's a little bit samey i did i'm not that far into it i did a big thing where i had to kill all these giant things and then when i got to the end of it this old man kind of went ha ha you found me and then he disappeared and i just thought all right fair enough i don't know who you are and just wandered back outside thinking well i've spent sort of half an hour doing that quest and he's not giving me any kind of head here do that i'm just on my own again aren't a lot of these kind of games a little bit like that though in that if you don't just completely fall in love with them and become obsessed with them they are just the same imagine playing something like even something like oblivion or skyrim or fallout yeah i suppose if you didn't get obsessed with it and get totally hooked into it and absorbed by it the mechanics of them are very repetitive mm. and basic and probably a little bit boring i i've grown up playing games like this really like just long-winded games where you are just doing battle after battle and there's not much difference to it but i just felt with this one it was more like i don't know i, I still like it i will be playing it more but it, i don't really feel like i mean when i went through it the other week and said oh, i've done all these bits i'm enjoying it nothing's really changed from that that's just the what it's not really a criticism of it it's more of a it is just the same all the way through i suppose it'll just get harder each time but i suppose all games are like that i can't really <laughs> <laughs> oh shit i just 
There's, All I, you have to do is keep doing quests and then fighting baddies and you yeah. just keep doing it over and over again. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem to be offering me anything different. That's it. <laughs> um, I, it's more to do with the story. The story's not grabbing me. It, at, at the beginning, the story grabbed me, but now it's kind of, I don't know, when they say to me, oh my God, so-and-so's ill, do this, I just think, who gives a fuck? Let I always find in games like this, the stories are quite hard to sort of draw you in anyway i'm having that problem with skyrim in that i'm not at all interested in the mm. main quest i like doing the different guild quests and things in that because they're sort of self-contained you can go through the mages guild in i don't know six or seven hours probably probably not even that long and it's like a self-contained little game but the main story sort of bubbling along in the background doesn't hook me in at all i have no interest in going to play it and that's all i've got left to do on skyrim mm. now i just need to go and finish the main quest and i don't know if i can really be bothered i always feel like i'm saying you know i know the world's about to end but i've got three more cards to complete my deck and when that's <laughs> completed i'll be happy you know yeah. and that, that's always how i feel in these if i play football two more times in this game or whatever i'll win and it's just oh, it's it is it's a problem with open thing. world stuff. They become so disjointed that the story is sort of irrelevant, and the 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 gay the actual act of playing the game has to be the thing that keeps you in rather than the story. Mm. And if if that is repetitive and isn't really that great, then the story is not really going to rescue it for him. I think it, with Kingdoms of Amalur, it might just be that I'm not far enough through to get one of these things yet, but there isn't any kind of. I mean, what I used to love about some of the older games would be uh, finding a pack of cards or whatever that you got to complete and play with or whatever, or just things like that. Um, and I haven't got to anything like that yet, which has made me think, oh, well, I'll go out of my way to kill these 50 different things to get all of that, or I'll go out of my way to try and achieve that goal. I'm just kind of wandering through thinking, right, I've done that one, I've done that one, I've done that one. And, yeah, it needs a bit more of that. I'll probably get to it. Um I also played Dear Esther. Well, I, I say played. I sat there for about two hours. I started playing it and then. If thought, you sat there for two hours, you finished it because that's how long it is. Yeah, well, I say sat there. Well, listen to me first. Um, <laughs> I sat there, started playing it, thought, oh, I've not taken my sickness tablet and I feel a bit ill. So I took one and then thought, oh, now I feel really ill. So then I tried drinking ginger tea, thought, feel a bit better, kept playing. And then um, it was. I kept wandering up these paths that were really long and a bloke would be talking away and everything around. I'm going the right way because he's talking. That's the only indication you have that you know you're going the right way because he starts just... He started calling this boy floating in the water an idiot. You're just a damn idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. And I just thought, all right, fair enough. He's, he's just an inanimate object. I'll keep walking. And uh, walked up the path and it was just a dead end. And I'm, I'm thinking it can't be a dead end because it looks like you can walk up it. So I'm trying to walk up it. And that's the thing that really spikes when I get motion sickness is if I'm, I think I should be able to walk forward, but I'm stuck and it won't let me walk. Um, and that just threw me then. I just I, I had to go lie down. I just felt massively <laughs> ill. Um, I, I text Kev like an hour and a half later. Just going, I'm still ill. I just... I'm still sick. And he was going, well, maybe first person games on the PC aren't for you. And I was like, I know they're not for me, but I need to finish it now. Um, <laughs> of what I played of it, I, re I it reminds me of Frankenstein. I don't really know. I think it's because he's writing, isn't he? And most of Frankenstein's people writing books, uh, letters to each other. And, uh, oh, you, you not, you've not read that, obviously. And, I uh, read, Steve. Yeah, he, he's just writing, you know, his little letters to Esther and the other guy's writing a story, I assume. There's two different people talking, isn't there? No. Is there not? No. His voice sounds different when he says stuff like, he stood in the such and such doing this. And... No, it's all just the same guy. 
All right, fair enough. I love the fact it's set in England and he starts talking about just random places that are nearby. And the best thing was, even though his accent is a bit Britishy and whatnot, when it started, I looked at the giant mast thing near the island and thought, they're in England, because I just thought nowhere else has ugly masts like that flashing at the top. <laughs> and uh, yeah, when he started talking about Wolverhampton and whatever else, I just thought, interesting. I keep wondering whether he's going to turn out to be down by Tilbury Fort, because <laughs> it looks like a cliff it's, I used um, to climb when I joined. No, it's one of the um, Shetland Islands, I think, he's on. All right. It just, it just, I was walking around I might thinking, be making that up. It's somewhere like that. It's up north Scotland. I can imagine it would area. be. Um, he is sort of shipwrecked by the looks of it or something. But um, No, I, I'm enjoying it. Except it's making me violently ill. So if you get motion sick, it's not for you. Um, I'm going to try and finish it. I'm just going to stop. I'm going to sit there and eat all the ginger biscuits I can, everything I can. I'll just, I might just look up anything that pregnant people do when they get motion, um, morning sickness. I'll do all of that and then I'll just crack on with it and try and do it. So you're, um, did you make it out of this bit where you got stuck? Because I know it's a little beach bit with a ship on, isn't it? And yeah. Yeah, you do kind of just have to turn around. Yeah, and go back. I just went down the hill. I thought to myself, well, <laughs> there's no way here. I'll go look around. And I walked down the hill, went around the corner, and it started again. And I thought, well, that's really annoying. And I could have not not annoying. <laughs> that's annoying, the only but... bit in the entire game where you find that. Everywhere else, I think it's pretty obvious where you're supposed to go. I got yeah, it is pretty obvious most of the time. That pretty just frustrated me because I wandered around for a while and just got ill. Um, a couple of bits made me laugh in it. He says something like, uh, there's this giant hole in the ground. And he kind of goes, I wonder how many shepherds found their death at the bottom of that hole. So I just thought, he wants me to go down it. I just leapt into it and died. <laughs> and, and it just, when, when, you, <laughs> when you die in the game, it goes, come back. And just drags you back into the game and puts you back where you I were. I wouldn't know because I didn't manage to die in well, this game where all you're doing is walking around an island. I don't brilliant. know how you can yeah, even manage to die. I, even, even I thought I was mad because it was just like, he said it and I went, let's find out. <laughs> just leapt into the hole and thought, you're going to die, you fool. That's a hole. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I did. But it's mad. It's, it, it just says, it whispers, come back. And then you're back where you were. So you can die as many times as you like. Um, I, I was a bit confused I, I, where I ended it because I was just feeling too sick to carry on was I ended up on a beach nowhere to go by the looks of it it's probably just back the way I came knowing this game but um, he started talking and then it stopped and I thought he mentions the water does he want me to get in the water so I got in the water started swimming around and uh, I couldn't see it I thought I could probably swim back to England from here if I am on the Shetlands but um, <laughs> yeah it's just I paused it there and I thought I'll, I'll go back to it tomorrow if I'm not feeling ill do recommend it. It's quite good, but if you get motion sick, it's not going to be for you unless you really stock up. And from what it sounds, I kind of thought it's meant to be a two, three hour game. Is it worth taking a sickness tablet? Because it meant to last eight hours, aren't they? I don't know. I don't need them. I'm not a big girl's blouse. Fair enough. Um, because of AD, I ended up getting Choo Choo Rocket. Hey. The iPhone. And it completely wasted a day. I, I went around my in-laws um, I can't remember if we were and I watched football or whatever, but I ended up just sitting there playing Choo Choo Rocket for about six hours. Um, I got just so into it, just playing all the little... Every, I noticed a pattern that every time I'd do a few levels I couldn't do, I'd lean into my wife and go, this level's impossible. She'd kind of look at me like, I don't give a fuck, I don't even know what you're playing. And then I'd do the level. Every time I'd say it was impossible, I'd end up doing it the next go. But um, it's really addictive, and it, it was just fun. Did you ever play it on the Dreamcast? I'm, I did, but... Thinking back now, I can't see why it would be good on a on a screen. Because it's it was a phone. because it was online. That oh was yeah, the big you said thing about it. Yeah. 
it being online. Yeah, I only ever played it a couple of times around of friends because I didn't have the online capability. We should be playing this online because I got it too when he told me to. And yeah. I haven't played it. I've barely touched it. I had a few goes on the puzzly bits, but I haven't done any of the online stuff yet. We should have a big a fat app. online go on it. And it was on sale, wasn't it? I'm not sure. It was, it was like a quid. It was only it's cheap, but I think it was on sale at one point recently. It might still be. Um, another one that is or was when I got it free uh, was Move the Box Pro, and uh, that's addictive as hell, isn't it? That is that by the same people who did Cut the Rope because it seems very similar the way it it's looked, set up. Mm, I don't know for sure, but um, it, I know what you mean. And it's called Move the Box, which is the similar kind of phrasing to Cut yeah. the Rope. Um, it is literally just a big stack of boxes that are different colours and you have to get three or more in a row by moving like one it tells you how many you're allowed to move each go um, again someone said to, to us download it we both thought wow bollocks to that it's going to be rubbish and then I've sat there for days playing it and it's so bloody hard what I find again is I'll play it and I can't see the wood between the trees you know and I, and then suddenly I'll go back to it eight hours later or whatever and just go, oh, bang, done, straight away. Why don't you just um, go on YouTube and get the answers as if it was Portal? It's a puzzle game. Because there's no story in this one. Why don't you just give it to me and let me finish it for you? There's and then no I'll puzzle, give it back to you. There you go, no Steve. I'll finish one. Move the Box for you. When you spend, well done, sir. When you spend a good two hours wandering around in circles, it's perfectly fine to just look up the solution. Like, in my... It's not. It really is. It isn't. <laughs> you'll find yourself doing it AD or you'll ask I will not I would rather not play it or just accept defeat than go on YouTube and, and find the answer I wanted to complete it that's all I was interested in completing it's it I don't care about the achievement whore I'm not an achievement whore I wanted to complete it if I was an achievement whore I looked through them afterwards actually thinking after I'd posted it back I thought I wonder what other things I could have done in that and there was something that said um, follow is it what's her name? Gradus. Gladys. 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 I keep thinking <laughs> it's got an R in it. Yes. <laughs> it says something like follow Gladys's advice. And I thought, what advice? But apparently if you follow her advice on one of the missions near the end, you get an achievement. Yeah, I got that one. I can't remember what it is. She tells you to do something, you do it, and uh, you get an achievement for it. Because it's something you shouldn't do. I died for doing it. Ah. Um I think it's there's a bit where you're escaping somewhere. No, it's not. It's not near the end. It's quite near the start. She tells you to do something to escape, um, and it's a trap or something, and oh, you right. do it, and you die, but you get an achievement, and then you go back. Oh, um, right. So it's um, it's right back at the start when you're first escaping, I think. It did make me that. chuckle. They said, uh, I got an achievement for doing one again. Um, I think he just said, oh, instead of me making another one, I'll just make you do this one, and I did it, and it gave me an achievement. And I thought, well, surely I had to do it. That's the story. But, um, no. Nah. We're back on that again. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Portal 2 podcast. We it's all we it. ever talk about. The Skyrim one's doing all right. We should do a Portal one. Yeah. We'll just tell them what to look on YouTube and that'll be it. Episode one done. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, last game we've been playing this week is Left 4 Dead. Um, I've all, I've been Since I've known Kev, it's all he's been on about. Every game, um, him and a couple of our friends have both of Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 and they've always said how brilliant they are played online. Um we played through it last night and it was really fun. We had a right laugh. I accidentally blew up a petrol station and killed Kev. Um, he wasn't impressed. He was the only one who died. We were playing party. on easy and I managed to die on easy <laughs> because you're a moron. Well, the thing was, we were wandering around and I I have an annoying habit of looking for things that will probably explode if you shoot them. <laughs> and then shoot. I do it in every game. I think, well, that looks like... I mean, we were playing Battlefield and I shot the missile. I actually went out and blowtorched a missile and it killed me i just thought, i wonder if this will blow up bang it did um so we're wandering around the game 
And uh, Kev's just there next to the petrol station. I didn't notice him there. I'm thinking, oh, petrol station, <laughs> stuck a bullet in it, and it just went boom, blew up the whole level. And um, then I had killed to do... me and took everyone down to next to no yeah. health. And then all the zombies rush, and uh, we had no health, but we managed to do it. I know it was uneasy, but we still managed to do it. Um, I had to go get you out of the cupboard, and it was a really fun game. I'm looking forward to trying it on a very hard setting. Now, knowing that you can't properly die on it, you just get out of a cupboard or whatever, um, I think it'll be a laugh to play it. And, uh, yeah, I, it's one of these games that I can imagine getting after we've sent it back and then playing online with you at some point. Good boy. Um, it was you just can, a laugh. You can properly die if all the party go down, that's it. Mm, you and you'll, you'll encounter that on the harder difficulty more times than you can to imagine. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm not very good at the games, but I do like playing them in an impossibly hard setting. I think that's one of the thing that's um, one of the things that's great about Left 4 Dead is you don't have to be any good at it um, for it to still be a laugh. I mean, the best thing about playing it on expert is the fact that everyone is dying constantly, and it's just funny, especially when you've been playing it for two hours and someone dies in hilarious circumstances. Yeah. That yeah. makes that game brilliant. There was a couple of points in it where, I mean, Kev kept saying, oh, my God, there's a witch, there's a witch, and I'd be just, I could hear the noise. And normally, like, I don't really mind in the games. It's not me on the line. It's the little pixel person. So I just think, who cares if they die? I'll just be back in a minute. But uh, Kev was proper going, it's a witch, and I'm shitting myself in because he kept going on like it was the worst thing ever. <laughs> Again, but, I forgot we're playing on easy, yeah. and she just takes two bullets and dies. Yeah, I got the achievement for shooting her in the head, though, which was quite good. Taking a uh, tank down with half a pistol, just basically tapping him on the back of the head with it. It's, <laughs> um, it's awful and easy. We need to play it on a better yeah, we'll difficulty. Have to play on a harder difficulty. We'll have to get a party of... It's a four maximum, isn't it? Yeah. Do a party of four at some point. While and I'm do it on Expert. And we'll get. We'll show you the Jesus locations. Cool. Do I they could, still work? I don't know. I could have showed you the Jesus room last night because that, that one with the helicopter is the one that has the Jesus room. And I could have I shown you I remember you saying, was. actually, you did... Uh, that's just the one you told the story about, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a feeling they patched it. Yeah. Well, in that case, I got the expert achievements by being awesome. I didn't use any Jesus locations because I'm ace. And no one can prove me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, that's that's my six games I played this week, which is a lot more than I actually thought I'd play. When Kev asked me, I said, mm, I don't, not really played that much this week. But yeah. You did play them all this morning, though, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, it's, what, 10 o'clock in the morning? I've been up all night. What have you been playing this week, then, Ailey? Oh, I've had quite a busy week with it. I started out, I had to finish Batman Arkham City. Um, what a cracking game that is. And as I say, I've finished it. I technically, i finished the main Batman quest, but now it's started me um, as Catwoman. And I know it's just because that's probably the unfinished Catwoman missions I've got to do. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Really good. Like the storyline, like the little bit of a plot twist thing at the end, and um, I'll be looking forward to more. If they, I hope they do make another one, but I don't see how they could make it better. If that's if that makes any By letting sense, letting you drive at all. the Batmobile. That's how they make well, it. Oh yeah. It, the thing is, though, is that going to? I suppose a Grand Theft Auto Gotham City would be pretty awesome, but yeah, <laughs> I suppose that's the only thing it would. Grand I suppose Batman. that's the only direction they could go in terms of making it bigger and better. If they follow the same trend like they did from Arkham Asylum to Arkham City, they made it bigger and better and more variety. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I, 
it's fantastic. Really enjoyed it. I'm going to go back and do some of the little side quests that I didn't didn't finish the first time round. So, yeah, that was that one done. Yeah, then I thought, why not try one of these Gran Turismo 5 endurance races? So <laughs> I'd like to give you a reason why not. I I'll tell you what, before. you don't know what you're missing. It's awesome. <laughs> it is uh, nine, it, nine hour endurance race. God <laughs> almighty. I've often found doing these, and I, I, like, I wonder if it happened with you, that by midway through, you're like so many laps ahead of the other races, you could probably just pause it for a bit if you didn't have to finish it. Did you find that at all? Yeah, well, actually what happened was I was, I think I was about 23 laps ahead of everyone. Because yeah. what's kind of funny is you can pick whatever car you want. They seem locked into a specific car. So mm. I just picked something that literally I'm almost lapping them by the <laughs> by the end of the first lap. <laughs> and I actually started to fall asleep a bit because I've been doing this for hours and I was a bit tired. They just pulled up at the side <laughs> track <laughs> <laughs> went and potted around for a bit come back and i was still something like 10 15 laps ahead of everyone else. it is insane it sounds on. so boring i can't think of any reason why you'd want to spend nine hours doing it well i mean that's race just one of them i mean this the full-blown 24-hour endurance races um the great thing is though when they originally come out there was no way you could save it you literally had to sit and play the full endurance race in one go. You can pause it, but when you pause it, it pauses the clock. The clock doesn't keep mm. running. Um, <laughs> Otherwise, then... you just start on pole position and then <laughs> pause it. Yeah, so what happened was he, he kind of went away and he patched it. So you can, when you, every time you go to pull into the pits, it gives you a little option which says suspend. And essentially, that just allows you to save the game. And then when you load the game again, it'll pick it up straight away from where you've left it off. Surely that completely defeats the object of a nine-hour well, endurance mean, race. It does and it doesn't. I mean, he, who in the right mind is going to sit for 24 hours and play I'm looking at someone. Solid? I would, I would really that is, do that. If we got a group of people together to try and do one, I'd be well up for that. We should do it. I've, yeah. still, got Gran, I've still got Gran Turismo 5 in the wrapper. Um, just never because I've got Forza I just have never felt the reason to unwrap it so we can sit through a 24 hour one because you've got to rank up before you can unlock the endurance races are like the final set of races so you've got like probably about 30 hours worth of gaming to get because I mean there's no um, there's no real skill involved in it you just pick up is it as good as Forza am I going to want to sit and play it for 30 hours Um, the thing is it's different in in the sense, right, Forza is what I think is more immediately accessible than Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo is a real petrol heads game. It's, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it it you have to you have to earn what you get in it. As poxy driving tests, that's what yeah, and all that kind them. of stuff. With Forza, it's, it's it's more immediate. I mean, I between the two, I think Forza Four edges it ever so slightly but i do love gran turismo um i've liked the series since it come out and there is something about it i think it's just a bit more of a purer driving experience that said it's it's got its own peculiarities for example the damage model actually 
only starts to come into play once you've started to level up. I don't know if they've changed that because this game has been updated that many times since it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's certain elements of it that's that's completely different now. But certainly when I started to play it, it was like your classic Gran Turismo. There was virtually no damage. Um, and then as time goes on in the game, it sort of becomes more and more effective, the damage, as you level up. So when you're doing your nine-hour race, can you get damaged and basically just sit there watching people go past you for nine hours because you can't move your car? That would be ace. Um, It'd be be brilliant if they didn't let you turn the PlayStation off either. (laughs) If it just locked you into that and made you sit there and watch it. Punish you, yeah. Yeah. I've had a few... To be honest, no. I mean, I've had a few instances where I've gone off the road sideways and hit the barrier, and a lot of it just tends to be superficial. But I've not... from what I recall, the the sort of level where everything really kicks in was level forty, and I've not hit that yet. Um, With the so, endurance race, does it? Um, it is just after nine hours, whoever's in the lead wins, right? Because I'm just thinking of something I can't remember how that ended now. Um, yeah. So you could just get far enough ahead of them and then park up. Um, well, yeah, you could. But obviously, you've got to keep your eye on the fact that you'd be a bit of a nightmare if you did a nine-hour endurance <laughs> race, and then with a minute to go, somebody overtook you for the lead. <laughs> Can you do this online, or is it just single player? Oh, I've never tried to do it. How online. brilliant would it be online <laughs> if we just had a, a four-and-wide nine-hour endurance race? That would be outstanding. People would go mad. Plus, it it'd make it more challenging because everyone would have fast cars, I suppose. Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, that is one of the things I suppose is a little bit annoying is the fact that the the AI cars seem to be locked into a specific type of car and rather than sort of selecting a similar class as to what you select to race on there. But then again, I don't know. It's just... It, Gran Turismo has a few peculiarities to it and you either love it or you hate it. That's... It'd be hard to uh, take the car that you're... You know, it either have to do exactly the same car that you're doing or pick one that's better or worse. And if it picks one that's worse, it's still going to be easier. If you pick one yeah. that's better, it's going to be too hard. So it's kind of it's difficult, I suppose, for them to do that without it messing up either way. They're going to get it wrong because no one wants to do nine hours with a card against a car that's better than the one they've got because they're just going to end up losing anyway, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff like, you know, you've got your pit stops and whatever, so you've got to manage your tyres and you've got to keep your eye on your fuel and stuff oh, like that. Oh, this sounds boring as hell. I'm never going to do this, ever. For as long as I live, <laughs> I will never do this because it sounds shit. There are so many things that I could spend nine hours doing that aren't that. You can yeah, play think... through Bioshock in nine hours, AD. Yeah, but think about it. You don't have to do it all in one go. You can do it bit by bit. I mean, I didn't sit there for nine hours and do it one after the other. I did it over the course of a week. Did you get an achievement for finishing it or anything like that? No. That's quite surprising for nine hours of your life. No. Well, I mean, it, it, it's it's just part of the game. It's part of the levelling up process. You earn truckloads of experience points for doing it. So, but Because um, you get a good car as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah, that's it. As I say, it's just how it is. I can see where you're coming from, Kevin, that if you were trying to sit there for the full nine hours and doing it, or the full 24 hours and so on, yeah, it would be. But if you think of it in terms of you can do it bit by bit, so 
like for example, I go back to Forza Four now, having played through the seasons and God knows what, and I just have the option of playing over the same races that I've already done over and over again. And with this, at least you can say, right, well, I could spend twenty four hours extra on Gran Turismo Five, and it just be all part of one race that I'm doing. Then it, it to me, that seems a bit more interesting than just sort of grinding through races that I've already done over and over again. So it's just it's just it's horses for courses. I do think Forza edges it because it has that more immediate appeal. Um but for the more purist racing experience I'll always go with Gran Turismo. Especially when you turn all of the uh, assists off and stick <gasps> the uh... Assists off? Oh yeah. Wow, I don't like the sound of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd rather walk. Well, you probably would be better off walking if you turned all the assists (laughs) off. It sounds like an endurance race. AD could have walked and still won. Yeah. (laughs) Light jog for 24 hours. Yeah. So, yeah, I did that. And then I did some more Uncharted on the Vita because I'd not long since started playing it last week when we talked about it. Um, I don't know if you guys actually noticed you can customise the controls for Uncharted. Does that make the game not shit, though? Well, you can turn a lot of the touch stuff off. And when you come to do... Like, you know, you were saying about um, some of the moves you do that Mm. require you to hit the touch screen. It does actually give you the alternative to do it via a conventional control system. um, With those ones, I've got no issue with. The ones that that were frustrating me were the ones where you're walking across a log and you have to balance the bloody... Yeah. Um, six axis thing which that i just was hate easy. yeah but it annoys me that i have to do it <laughs> i just it completely takes me out of the game it was the same when uncharted one on the ps3 it just annoys me that i have to put my controller in a stupid position to do what they want me to do and the stupid charcoal rubbings were annoying me as well oh, that do, didn't... do they slow down and not you not have to do them at any point because i would well, I quite didn't... like to carry on and play this game I didn't turn it off because I wanted to do the charcoal rubbings. I thought that was that that didn't really bother me that much at all. I mean, I, I just used like two or three fingers, and it was over in second. Yeah, but it's <laughs> shit. It's when you have to do like four or five of them. You just think I get. Yeah, but that's that's yeah. part of a that was part of a puzzle. You do that, and then you get the puzzle, and then you have to rotate the things to unlock the the what the actual thing is you're supposed to be doing. There's a tedious bucket of shite, AD. <laughs> it's not. It's just the fact that you're old. I'm, I'm older younger than you. Than you. <laughs> yeah, but that, yeah, but you're acting old. You've got to re-embrace your youth, man. <laughs> I um, I do plan to play it at some point. I just need the initial Lobotomy. hatred of that nonsense to leave me. Well, uh, what I've done to try and remedy it, I've got Uncharted 3 for the PS3 now, so I'm going to play through that to get my love of Uncharted back. And then I'll go back to it and pick up from the save because I'm like two hours in on my save. So my theory is if I pick up from there on the Vita version, hopefully it won't be as heavily reliant on rubbing the screen and messing around with balancing the controller. If it's like that all the way through, I hate the whole thing. But if that starts to lessen as you get into it, I can't imagine how much charcoal a man needs to rub. <laughs> I don't. I can't imagine he's got enough with him for it to go yeah. on for much longer. How much charcoal can one man carry, AD? Oh, I imagine he could carry quite a lot. He's probably got a steam train, just he parks it up at every mission. and 
Have you finished the game? Or are you still no, playing? no, I'm not finished it yet. Oh, sorry, I uh, forgot I was talking to. It's Aidy. Of course he's not finished the game. <laughs> Silly boy. It'll be his pile of shame by the end of the week. <laughs> no, it won't. A pile of shame is games that I haven't played. Oh, well, all right. My <laughs> mine, mine. This, this will go in his pile of incompetence. Yeah. yeah. Games hey, that I have got that many. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got that many. No, I will finish it. I quite like it. Well, I'd say quite. I really do like it. As I say, I'm perhaps I'm more tolerant. I was expecting more of the giddy touchscreen stuff. But if you're going back to play it again, just try seeing what you can customize. There was definitely in the in the control options. It said like turn touchscreens off. I'm sure it had an option for that. So there might be the way that you can just turn it into a conventional Uncharted game if you don't want to. Uh, if it could do, do that, stuff. and then find a way for me to play it through my TV with a PS3 controller, then I'll be happy with it. Because <laughs> I like, think I think the moral no need for your own Vita. Yeah, well, no, there is because there's a lot of stuff you can do on the Vita which I really like. But I think the moral of the tale for me, because I will only ever play on my Vita at home, sat in my gaming chair in front of my TV. When it's a game that I could be playing on the TV, it annoys me the fact that I'm not. So the Vita is great for stuff that is good on a handheld. But for, I think for me, stuff like this that should be on my PS3. I'd just much rather it was, I think. But it is on your PS3. You've got three <laughs> Uncharted games on your PS3. Yeah, but I want this one You've got well. his hopes up then. His eyes lit up. Yeah. And then you said Yeah, but that. this is on the Vita. That I is know. why you buy the Vita. That no, is... No, no, no. That game is not why I bought a Vita. I bought the Vita for playing awesome vita goodness. Like what? Like my game that I'm hoping someone's going to make. The uh, Bra game. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, you could just so do that on the, one of the crappiest old bloody handheld devices ever. You could do it on an iPhone. You don't need a Vita. No, but... He I, doesn't need a Vita. He knew he didn't need it when he got it. He yeah, just... but... No, it's good for stuff like... I, I want to just be able to pick it up and be able to play it for five or ten minutes while I'm having a shit, basically. I don't want to sit there for two or three hours playing through a big cinematic experience. Uh... But that's what the iPhone's for. I would say I get the impression from the Vita, and maybe it's because I'm looking at it from a, from Kev's point of view. Not many people need the Vita so far. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to bring stuff out that is worth buying. But so far, I kind of get the impression there isn't much to it that you can't just do on an iPhone or an iPad or whatever. Just a touchscreen phone would do. Um, but this is what separates these devices from. It's like the 3DS. It's like any handheld purpose-built gaming device is designed to do what the other things can't do quite as well i mean the iphone no matter how good the game is will never play as well as that game would do on the vita because the iphone simply doesn't have the control system it's all touchscreen nonsense it doesn't have a proper dual analog it doesn't have anything like that so that is why uncharted is a game that works really well on the vita but I kind of like Kev said, though, you don't really want to watch massive cinematic scenes. I didn't either. I was getting fed up. The woman's gasping around thinking, just fuck off and let me play the game. Just you piss off or give me a skip button and you just go away and I'll carry on. Because if you were just on a car journey or a train journey and you've got, say, 45 minutes 
you don't want to sit and spend most of that watching some poxy scene and then you, you got to save it straight after it. You want to just play a game for a bit to take your mind off. Stuff. Motorstorm RC is perfect on the Vita. That is, uh, that's a oh handheld game. God. That's what I want to be playing. Lumins, brilliant on the Vita. <sighs> FIFA, great for the Vita because it's just quick five minute blasts and that's that's what I want from it. I think I don't, I don't. It hasn't the got fact a battery is, either, has The it? fact well, is, it hurts my hands holding it for too long. I yeah, don't want to have to sit and play got... it all evening. Gorilla hands, haven't you? <laughs> That's why. Has it even got the battery for this, AD? The what? Have we, has it even got the battery to last for all of these different scenes? And you, well, know, you can th- skip scenes, you know. You, you couldn't on that, could you? Yeah, hit the start button. Usually I, works in nine out of ten games. That I was trying works. to skip it, mate. I pressed everything and it wouldn't skip for me. He even tried well, I, dropping it on the floor and it yeah, didn't work. Yeah, I was bounced it to see if <sighs> see how well Vita's bounced. I don't bounce very well. Don't try. I it. don't want people to think I hate the Vita. I don't. I think it's an awesome bit of kit. I just that game for me. I'd just much rather play it on my PS3. I Ooh. think they need to pull a finger out and get some decent. Are you telling me if you were offered that exact game as a PS3 game, you wouldn't prefer it playing through your TV? You actually prefer the fact that it's on the Vita. Well, how could he use the touchscreen stuff on the TV? I like, I'd rather I like the not difference. have the touchscreen stuff. Yeah, but that's the thing. I like the different... I like that stuff. I like it because it's different, and it's what I can't experience using a TV. Mm. I suppose AD's point is it's for people who want their TV stuff in their hand, whereas you don't want that. No, because yeah. I just play it sat in front of the TV anyway. Right. <laughs> so what else Weird. are you playing, AD? Yeah, Rayman Origins um, on the Vita as well. And this is one I picked up last week, just after we recorded the podcast. I leapt out and thought, I know what I'll do. I'll you go told us you weren't playing. Game. You weren't buying a game that day. You I lied. Key. I'll get over it. I lied. And um, <laughs> that this is excellent. It's an excellent platform game. Um, you won't like it, Kev, because it's also out on the PS3. So you want to get the <laughs> PS3 version of it, but uh, it's rather good. I'm I'm never been a massive fan of Rayman games, to be perfectly honest. I did have it years ago on the PlayStation 1, and I always thought it was a bit weird and wasn't overly keen on it, but this is really good. Uh, Very, very playable. The graphics are very pretty. They showcase what the Vita can do without ever being staggering. I mean, they're not like at the level of Uncharted graphics, but uh, very colourful. And, yeah. I like it. Is it the sort of nice. game you can just pick up and pay, play for five minutes? So, cause yes, you can. See, that, then I wouldn't mind it. The, the issue with Uncharted isn't that it's on the PS3, that I'd rather play it on the PS3 because I want to play it on the PS3. It's that I don't want to sit for five hours on my beta, whereas if I can just pick this game up for five minutes. I think there's a demo of this I noticed on the store. I think the demo for Rayman has appeared Why on the store. Why do you have to now. sit for five hours? You can Ooh. play Uncharted to get to the next like save point. Save it. No, but the, I, when I play a game that's all about the story, I like to sit and just knock it out in two sessions. When I, Both the previous Uncharted games I've done in two nights. That's how I play those kind of games. I just want to get... If, I, if a story hooks me in, I want to finish it and just get through it. You Where, frustratingly weird person. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is as well, though, if you're... If you were to play that on a toilet or something, you uh... <laughs> what is you guys' obsession? <laughs> no, but what... that's what handhelds are for, man. 
if you were to just kind of you want to go play that on the toilet or whatever, you're, you're waiting for a bus. Um, you you can't kind of say I'm only going to play this for a five minute period or a ten minute period. I, you you can't get on a bus and think by the time I get to uni I'll be done, because you might get to uni and be in the middle of a fucking cutscene that you can't <laughs> uh, stop or a fucking shooting scene. And yeah, I know you're saying you wouldn't play it under that, but that's what handhelds are for. Most people buy them thinking I'll fill the gap on the train to work every day. They don't think I'll fill the gap sitting in my living room around all of the other things I've spent thousands of pounds on. <laughs> you know, you think that's for when you're not at home. It's a handheld device so that you can go away with it. And yeah. but, you, you know, you don't, it doesn't mean to say that you have to play that particular game on a bus journey. No, but you want to be able to time manage when you're playing the games, and that game doesn't fit into that. It's not suitable if, for a handheld. For the really. touchscreen stuff as well, what would have been a really snazzy touch, because realistically people are playing Uncharted at home. I can't imagine there's people playing it out and about because of the type of game it is. You, you sort of do need to commit a bit of time to it. It would be awesome if it could sort of work with your PS3 and you can play most of the game on the PS3. And then if there's a bit of touch, if it wants me to rub its bloody screen, just stick that on the Vita for me for a sec. I'll rub the screen on the Vita and then I'll get back to the PS3 to do the proper game itself. That's what the Wii U's looking at doing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but there's no reason why Sony can't do that. They've got yeah. two bits of kit that already communicate with each other. could work awesomely. It's like on the Dreamcast. You had the little stuff on the little screen yeah. on the controller. It could just work like that. That would be awesome. They should do that. You Make it happen, You guys are you, weird. That, that happened, you'd love that. Yeah, but I mean, I, d- I still don't see why you can nail a game like Uncharted simply because it is a long game and it's an involving game and, you know, it no, doesn't fit it, into when you've got, like, a period of time when you want an Earth a kit and, you know, you just go and sit we're on the box. We're nailing it for minutes. that. We're nailing it for the fact that it's, it doesn't seem particularly made for a handheld. It doesn't seem suited to the Vita unless they unless they thought we'll make a game that you'll just sit in your house playing on your handheld. In which case, put it on the PS3. But it's on the PS3. You've got three bloody games on the PS3. I'd happily take a fourth. Ah, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Anyway. I will agree with you, AD, but I just... I don't know. It just doesn't seem like one that you'd want to sit for. I got fed up with it. I just... I sat there, I thought, I, I, you know, I had a free range to just play as long as I wanted, and after a while I went, I'm going to go home now, <laughs> See you later. I'm exasperated. Anyway, <laughs> Super Stardust Delta on the Vita, that's another one I've been playing. This is a download title, and this is awesome. Um, yes, it's available on the PS3 as well, but I've got Super Stardust on the PS3, so I wanted this on the Vita, and uh, it's all kinds of awesome. Um, because I saw this again this is another one that I've noticed as a demo for but I've not played it yet um, to describe it I would say it's kind of a hybrid asteroid type game whereas instead of you just sort of floating around aimlessly in space you're like in a gravitational field going around um, a planet around the sort of sphere of a planet and you've got all manner of things raining down on you all weird funky aliens space rocks Comets. Um, you had me at funky alien space rocks, AD. Well, there you go. And all manner of weird stuff. And you just have to blow everything up, essentially. It's very simple. It's a twin-stick shooter. That's what I was going to ask you, because from the screenshots, I was thinking, that looks like it could be a little bit like Geometry Wars, which I love. Yeah. If it's a yeah, little bit like Geometry same, Wars, I think yeah, I'm going it's a very, 
similar similar type of control system, but it runs in sort of three dimensions, if you know what I mean. Rather than Geometry Wars is just like two D. Yeah. This you can actually circumnavigate the planet going around it and stuff like that. So you got gonna get this I would. It's really It's like good. six quid, isn't it? It's not very much. Not not much at all. Not much at all. I'll have a slice of that pie then. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um and then going on to the iOS Breakout Boost Plus. You probably don't even know what Breakout is because you youthful individuals weren't even alive when this thing came out. Um, but it, have you ever played Breakout? Never ever heard played, of it, AD. Ever right, it played Arknoid? I can't think what it is, but it rings a bell. So explain it's it. I'll tell simple you. idea. You, have, you control like this rectangular bat type thing and you have a ball and you have to break blocks. Um, yeah, I've played stuff like that before. Yeah, and this is like a a reimagining. Atari have, have re-released this. It's their original baby, and they've re-released it, modernised it, and everything, and it works brilliantly. It's absolutely awesome. Works so well. Very responsive. One of the frustrating things with like touchscreen, Arkanoid breakout type games is sometimes the touchscreen doesn't work that well, so you unavoidably miss the ball and end up losing a life, which can do your head in. But that's not the case with Breakout Boost. Um, They've obviously put a lot of effort into making sure that the control system is spot on. And, yeah, just going back, if you want your quick blast game, this is a perfect one. How much is it? Can't remember. Awesome. I'll go and buy that as well, then. Yeah, it's... uh, No, it wasn't much. Wasn't much. I assume there's a free version of it for me to try first. There always is this kind of thing, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Probably, probably. <laughs> we're so factual. <laughs> this is yeah. what we're famous for, our fact-checking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the last full game that I played this week was Grid Runner, and that's another reimagining of a very old game. Uh, Jeff Minter, who I believe we were talking about in a previous podcast. Minty. Yeah. Meister. This is one of his babies. He's um, rejigged one of his earlier games, and it's... Um, it's a bit of like a... God, I'm going to pull up another really old game, Centipede. You must have heard of that. Yep. Yeah, it's it's like a, a jazzed-up version of that. Um, you're basically a little spaceship. You've got things coming down the screen towards you that you've got to blow up, but you've also got to watch out for these two cannons that can shoot you that go from left to right and go up and down at the side of the screen. So it's frantic and yeah. it's bloody hard, but it's very, very addictive. And it's a very, very good update to an old game. I actually had Grid Runner on the Commodore 64, and I'm sure it was like something like 1982 it came out originally. Um, but no, very good, very addictive. So Reckon. They're both downloading on my phone now, AD. He showed Probably, me, and I was thinking, yeah. I thought you were showing me the picture, and I was trying to see what it was, and then realised he meant that he's downloading. There is a free version of Breakout, and it's, it's 69p if you want to buy 60, it. Yeah, and and Grid, Runner, Grid Runner is also 69p, so I, I shelled out for that one on your recommendation, AD. And well, as, as I was paying for it, um, as I was just counting out the last sort of couple of pennies in my 69p, you said it's very hard, and I thought, no! <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to add that if you shit, don't blame me because it's yeah. old school and it's really tough. Seventy <laughs> uh, p, I'll never see again. Andy. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, and the other stuff I was playing were some demos. 
Um, we all had a crack at these, haven't we? I've, we, I've played a couple of them. I've not played yeah. the obscure one, obviously, because I'm not 80. But I've played the two big mainstream EA ones. We went through SSX demo last week, didn't we, a little bit? You um, had a go of it last week. I think me and AD both it. had a crack on it this week. I really like this. I, I wasn't really expecting like to. I'm buying this. I've got mm. this. I'm having it. It's great. I really enjoyed it. I think it, it's one that we can all play online, probably. Mm. I was it. expecting it to be awful because I mm. never liked the Tony Hawk's games. Mm. Um, but this just seems a little bit different and a little bit awesome. See, I like the Tony Hawk's games. Um but I was always a bit indifferent to snowboarding games. I always yeah. felt the control system was always fussy and it was really easy for you to keep falling over. And once you started falling over, that was it. You lose your momentum and and it was like game over. It was kind of like that with Cool Borders on the PlayStation. Um, but with this, I actually found it really difficult to fall over. They've got the button, <laughs> yeah, haven't they? Too... As long as you're holding yeah. the button when you land or something like that. If you have you... to let go. Of yeah, let go of the land. button, sorry. You land perfectly any time. Yeah. I found the same I, thing. I quite like that. I think it, it adds to the game. It, it doesn't do... I don't think it's going to make the game necessarily very, very easy. But I like the fact that certainly it's got a sort of very much more huge and expansive feel to it i always thought uh, that in these games you're supposed to be some expert brilliant snowboarder or skateboarder and yeah. it always made me laugh that they couldn't stand on the skateboard for more than a second <laughs> if you're an amateur so it's quite good that that bit goes without saying now they're, they're jumping out of a plane because they can stay on the board not just because yeah you know. that one's out today as well actually i've just noticed i thought cool. it was next week but it that's is. actually out today so i might actually uh brave the outdoors and go and buy that later because i haven't bought a game for ages either i've been renting so many of them but i really really do like fancy a bit this i'm just saying i haven't bought a game for ages i bought the vita last week didn't I? <laughs> so yeah i haven't bought a real game for ages <sighs> oh God, it's up again. <laughs> the other demo yeah. sorry go on. I, I i did like it I'm, i am very very tempted by it because it's it's funny there's not really been that many snowboarding games out of late and um ssx has always been one of the best uh examples of it and um yeah i think it's awesome and the next one i decided to play was fifa street now i have never owned a fifa street game i've never had any time for it usually because i've been that busy playing the full full fat fifa i've never really felt inclined to go for something I've always classed as being a bit gimmicky. <laughs> but I have to say, I did actually enjoy the demo. I don't know whether I enjoyed it enough to go out and buy it, because, again, i still got the full-blown FIFA, and now I've got FIFA on the 360, and I've got it on uh, the Vita as well. Um, I don't think I'm really going to get time to put into this, but I thought it was quite good. I really enjoyed it. I like it, sort of, all of this sort of, um, fancy ass footballing manoeuvring and all that kind of I, stuff I was really enjoying it until I got to the bit where you could bring in your own be a pro player from FIFA 12 which I thought was brilliant and it just kept getting better from there I absolutely loved it The picking your own five a side team from all your friends on your friends list um, it was all superb this this one is even better than SSX. I've got to buy this one as well. They're two, they're two demos this week that have absolutely sold games to me that I wouldn't have bought otherwise because yeah. it just, it was so much fun. I had the original uh, FIFA Street um, cover what console. Was it GameCube? I don't know. It must have been PlayStation 2 probably. Um, whatever one I had it on anyway. Uh, I loved that. It, there's nothing better than having a group of mates around and you can all, you can play more than one person on each team. And, um, 
it's, it's just brilliant. You just because it's more about it's not just about scoring the goals, which obviously is one of the big parts of football. But um, you can get points for obviously doing the tricks. So you you not only get the scores, but you can get you can finish it, and then it compares who's got the most points out of the two teams, and that adds another element to it. But I think they're fantastic games, and I was sitting there thinking, how how can I buy this? I really love the, the old one. I want to buy this new one, especially now the internet is more. Mm. You know, consoles are online. I can play people abroad or whatever. And I just thought bringing in my own pro player from yeah. FIFA 12 was genius. Well, I brought in I, your player. Yeah, that, that was it when I started because I didn't realise because when it. When you started the career part of it, it said something like Fowler has invited you to um, mm. to come and play football. And I thought, okay, that's an odd name for you to use. And it turns out someone else on my friends list has created Robbie Fowler in their game. And it was their Be A Pro player who was yeah. inviting me to come and play in their team. And I was playing with other people off my friends list. One thing I wanted to know, I don't know if you guys know, does it have all teams on it? Because like one thing I noticed was... Um, you can pick who who it announces you as. So I was being announced as Peterborough, uh, which is odd because I could have been announced as Spurs, but I, I just went straight to Peterborough. Your true loyalties are shining um, through. You can play as Man City and Milan uh, on the demo. So does that mean that Spurs will be there? Will Peterborough be yeah, there as well? I assume so. I would um, think so, yeah. <laughs> They've already got cool. all the players modelled for FIFA 12. There's no reason yeah. why they can't just bring all the teams and players and re- in. They already own the licenses. They've already got all the players. So yeah. there's no reason not to do that. I also really like the fact that I started a game and I could pick where in England I wanted to play. I had a quick game in East Anglia, asked Peterborough. And I just thought, wow, you can just go around the UK and then decide you're going to crack on Ireland and then go around Europe. And they've really split it down into areas. And I just thought that's a lot of detail. And um, the demo was quite big for a demo. I thought yeah. you could do. You could, I thought when my mates, my mates are visiting next week, we could sit and play that as a game, and yeah. we wouldn't have to worry because you've got good enough teams to play at. It's going to be their ability versus mine. You can do all the tricks. Um, whilst it's only a demo, it, it felt like I could get hours of fun out of that. The licensed content stuff. I'm just reading through their press release. It fe- featuring stars of Manchester United, Barcelona, Real Madrid, and many of the top clubs in the world. So I'm wondering if it is going to have championship and lower league nonsense in there but even if it doesn't i probably wouldn't play with any of the real players anyway because the fact that i can just make my team based on people i know in real life i don't need any of the real players i'm just going to do it that way anyway that is where you can affect their weight and their height can't you so you can make a chubby little bald man to play me and (laughs) (laughs) And obviously i was tall dark and handsome that's it yeah it doesn't Definitely model my beard fictional. very well though, which was a bit upsetting. That's my that's always been my drawback with creating characters in FIFA. Doesn't do my beard properly, but <laughs> that's a story for another day. Alright. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> You're thinking about my beard now, aren't you? Yeah. <coughs> I've gone off into a different zone completely there when you started talking about beards and what have you. FIFA Street at some point we were talking about, but never mind. Um, so yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised by that. That that uh, has definitely come on my radar now, at some form or another. Try and check it out as and when I can. And the last demo that I played is I'll try and say this right is next who is next who is next. I don't know what the hell you say. That's why it's... I didn't play this one because I couldn't yeah. say the name and I didn't want to yeah. talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> well, anyway, it's it's part of um, Xbox Live house party releases and I thought I'd have a go of the demo of it uh yeah didn't really like it it was the demo was an online job B. um it, it just plays really like Unreal Tournament Quake Arena it, it's just that type of deathmatch based 
capture the flag, team deathmatch, all that kind of stuff, using the Crisis engine, the Cry Engine three. Is this part it of looked... that offer they've got on at the moment? I noticed they're yeah, doing is. that buy four get eight hundred points, but they're all eight hundred points each. So basically, yeah, it's like buy one get one. Two of them, though, no, particularly. I'm really looking forward to I Am Alive, which I think is out next week. I'm going yeah. to be all over that. Cool. And Alan Wake looks like it. I've got the demo sat there waiting to play of that, so that's probably going to be quite good as well. Yeah. So it might be worth just buying the other two just because you're yeah. getting one for, one of them for free, effectively. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say I had a good go with the demo of it yesterday. Um, now, I like first-person shooters. I quite like the old-school style, and it is old-school, but just get Quake 3. Or Quake Arena, as it's called, on uh, Xbox Live, because that's much better than this. It just doesn't feel right. I, I was bored senseless playing it. So, yeah, I, just, I didn't get on with it at all. Didn't like it. Um, I don't think it's been getting very many decent write-ups either. So, yeah, it, I've played better. I'd rather play Quake Arena and I'd rather play Unreal Tournament 3 and blow the shit out of Kev repeatedly. I thought they were far more... that in that very day and I'll never buy it again, maybe. So you won't <laughs> have the opportunity to do funniest that. Funniest thing ever, that. That was just like, oh, there's Kev, bang. Oh, there's Kev, bang. One-on-one on one he... Unreal Tournament. Brilliant. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> it wasn't. It was brilliant. While we're quickly on the subject of demos, um, after Kev banging on about it for weeks, I, I did the demo of um, Gotham City Imposters. And like Kev said, it genuinely is a full, you get a full hour of actual game time, plus the gaps in between where you're sorting your team out and everything, your personnel and everything. Um, so I was, I did get a proper two hours probably or more out of it. And it was a laugh. Um, if I could afford it, I'd be getting it. So while we're in a demo bit, I would recommend everyone getting a demo of that and timing playing it, it with me. Yeah. Timing it while Kev's on. If he can get everyone he knows in the world to do an hour back to back, he'll always be playing it with someone he knows without any of us buying it. But, um, I imagine if you weren't poor like me, you'd have bought it. I would have bought it there. And then except for the fact that I spent, I had to buy the update to bloody battlefield to, uh, play any maps of anyone, which we'll cover later. Um, if I hadn't have had to do that, I'd have bought this instead. That is a demo well worth checking out while you're getting these other ones. Shall I talk about some games now? You two have been waffling on for bloody ages. I wonder if everyone else is as bored of hearing you two speak as I am. I'd like to think they are. (laughs) Um, I I got FIFA on the Vita this week after slating it last week after the demo. Now I discovered that I could turn off the stupid controls on the back. I went out and bought it, and um, I'm using the controls on the back now. I quite like them. (laughs) I got used to it. Freak. Yeah, no, I got mad. I got used to them. Really, quite like them, and I've, I've not really got anything to add to what you were saying about it last week. Other than the fact you were saying it loads really quickly on yours, and when it's doing like the career stuff, and for me, it's just as clunky and slow as it is on the Xbox. It seems oh. to take forever to move on to the uh, menus and stuff. I think I might just have a, a dodgy Vita because it doesn't. None of that seemed any smoother or quicker than it was on there. Well, it certainly um, is on mine. I'd be, you know. I've... I had a good play of it in the career mode. Yeah. Whereabouts are you, though? Are you in the transfer window? Yeah. Well, that might be why, then, because when you're in the transfer window, it it's processing all of the other yeah. transfer activities. Okay, so, Yeah, I've only played maybe four, four or five matches of the career, so I'm still just at the end of the transfer window. But, yeah, I'm, I really like that. I can't imagine I'm going to play FIFA in single player on my Xbox anymore just because it's easier just to pick up the Vita and uh, and have a quick go on that. Um, 
so I'll, the Xbox version is now purely for online stuff, I imagine. Um, so I liked that. The other game I've been playing is God of War 3 on the PS3, which I bought at launch when it came out two years ago. <laughs> um, but Jesus. at the same time, I also bought the first two because I'd never played them. Um, so I think they all came out on the same day, although I think I imported the, the first two. Anyway, I got them back when God of War 3 came out. Loved the first God of War, went straight into God of War 2 and got sort of halfway through that and thinking I'm a bit bored of this now. Stopped playing that, never went back to the second one or started the third one. So I finally <laughs> got round to that this week. Um, I've played the first couple of hours and found out the disc is scratched. So I've had to get a replacement disc for it. Jesus, you're not getting far away. <laughs> right, no. really. um, but I now have my replacement disc. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I'd li- I, like I say, I liked the first one. If it wasn't for the fact that I was attempting to play the three of them back to back, I'm sure I would have been raving about them all for years. But no, it's um, it's great fun. It's prettier graphics than on the first two, isn't it? What with it being a PlayStation 3 one, very <laughs> yeah. Only that. Um But yeah, I like this kind of thing. The story's good. The fighting's good. I... I'm one of the odd people who likes all the button. The, I can't remember what it's called, where it tells you what button to press on the screen, like heavy rain style, and you just do that. And Quick time I, events. That's the 180. I like all that stuff. I'm quite happy with all that. Um, and, yeah, it's just uh, it's just a lot of fun. It's so violent, isn't it? I do, oh, like, yeah. I do like a nice fire game. Um, so, yeah, I'm enjoying that, and hopefully I'll be playing a lot more of that this week. Um, and the other one that's been distracting me rather a lot, because you lot are always going on about your Vitas, I thought, right, I've got to play myself a handheld game. Um, so I picked up the 3DS and I've been playing Zen Pinball on that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's awesome. It's a downloaded one. I think it cost me like four quid. And uh, I love pinball games. And this in one's 3D, great. Eh? It's in 3D as well. Um, and it's just loads of fun. I've just been sat there happily playing pinball, ignoring the fact that I've got Mario and now Zelda as well sat there ready to play on the 3DS, not a, touching either of them. And a pinball machine yeah. in his garage. <laughs> not touching the Vita. <laughs> and I've just sat there for hours just playing pinball. And um, it's loads of fun. If you haven't played that, it's like four quid. Go out and get it. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much all I've been playing this week. I've not. I've been mainly focused on the online stuff. Because we've had some uh, rather snazzy online sessions on the forum most nights for the last week. So I've barely played any single player stuff. We, like Steve was saying, we had Gotham City Imposters on Sunday night, which is great fun. I've now got a skirt for both my Batman and my Joker. Which, he did like showing off his skirt. Yeah. I, um, as well as having my pretty girl character, I now have a big fat man as well, yeah. um, which is uh, obviously they're the two characters everybody wants if you're if you're playing a wonderful game like that. So yeah, that's great fun. I still love that. Um, like Steve was saying, go out and get a trial and play with me for an hour. Um, I would it would be nice if some of some of the rest of you would go out and buy it as well, just so I had someone to play with. But it's only twelve hundred points as well, so it's not expensive, yeah. and it's got free updates. Yeah, they've released an up, they've released uh, some free DLC in the last week, which has brought in some new weapons and a new map. I'm this close to getting it. You, you need to get put your fingers yeah. slightly closer together, there, sir. I'm, I'm so close to getting it. It's just it's just getting it past the wife. Just it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. 
Just download it and buy her a box of chocolates. Well, the other day, he accidentally downloaded it. It's very yeah. easily done because they're always, you know, the, when you come out of the game, it's like, do you want to buy it now? Just say you press the wrong button. When I uh, got the update to Battlefield, I basically just said to her, "Can I spend a tenner if I give you a tenner?" <laughs> and she just sort of went, "Yeah, what?" Right. And so I went and spent a tenner. But I don't think I'll get away with that twice in one week. You need to learn the art of subterfuge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I'm worrying. It's coming out of my account, and it's on my yeah. Xbox. She ain't even going to notice. <laughs> I'm getting it later. Great! So, yeah, yeah, I'll be playing Gotham City Imposters very soon with yeah. Steve. Come and join and it. Me. It's so great. I have you got it now, then? I've, I've got it, but I just never seem to be... I'll be okay. online, and then nobody's online, and I'm like, damn. And then I'll think, I'll oh, sod this. I'll go and put the Vita on, or I'll go and do me nine That's hours. That's you're only ever online at obscure pizza. times. And then I go back on, and the next day, it's like, oh, it was a really good session. I'm like, Where, when did this occur? Hey, Let I'm... me give you a tip. If you want to play online with normal humans, be on your Xbox at about half eight, nine o'clock. Not at four o'clock in the afternoon. People no, have other things I, to do then. I was online. <laughs> it just seems to be that the days when you actually have these sessions are the days when I'm not on there. Yeah, Plan them around you. Ships <laughs> that pass in the night type of thing. and it's Because uh... you've missed a couple of good Battlefield sessions this week as well. Uh, well, I know. And I know. My wife's going mad the amount of bloody time I'm using the telly at the moment. She keeps getting just shuffled off upstairs while I sit and play. But um, the Battlefield ones are brilliant. I clocked on twitter that you were doing the battlefield one and i was like oh shit by the time i'd seen it because i hadn't wasn't wasn't on twitter usually it's on all the time um and i think you actually retweeted it to me as well didn't you specifically yeah and um, we were one player short because we needed yeah. to get our own to start up your own server you need eight players and we had seven at that point and i think so... it was about two hours after you tweeted <laughs> me <laughs> i saw it and i was like oh crap <laughs> so i was like yeah okay that's another one missed because i literally got battlefield i mean i had it on the ps3 got it on the 360 so I could play with you guys because I was fed up of being Billy No Mates on it on the PS3 and I've not actually played a session with you guys Pretty much at the moment if you're online sort of 9 o'clock almost any night there'll be somebody playing Battlefield Mm, and even if they're not I'll always get involved in a game of it or you'll either be that or Gotham City Imposters. That's mm. that's why I'm not playing a lot of single player stuff at the moment because there's two really good online games that there's always someone playing and they're just occupying my time. We found there was loads of us playing. Um, was it Wednesday? We yeah, had a proper big game, and we started our own server there, and then it ended up getting sort of about ten, fifteen other people join, and we we found that at first we were doing quite well against them, weren't we? We we could just kind of ride around. I, I'd been coming consistently bottom three in every single go, and then Kev joined my team, and he just he, all he wanted to do was ride around in a buggy, just <laughs> going between the little uh, flags, capturing each one, and just having a laugh. And all I wanted to do was kill people, so I just got on his buggy, and I ended up finishing top of the leaderboard a couple of times then. But then they <laughs> cottoned on to what we were doing and uh, started blowing us up. The second we got in a buggy, we'd go around the corner and bang, we'd be destroyed. The thing is, it's stuff like that that's the reason I love Battlefield, because I'm not very good at shooting. Mm. If it's a game where it's just about shooting i'm awful at it i just die constantly and i don't enjoy it but in battlefield i can make actual valid contributions to the Definitely. game by just driving around in a tank or a buggy capturing flags or by just following people around as a medic or by repairing stuff yeah there's so much stuff other than just running around and shooting that i can do and still 
actually be helping the team that that's why i love it because i don't have to be any good at anything anyone any idiot can just drive um, jeeps around from flag to flag and there are some maps on that game where people are so focused on being up in their helicopters or in their jets that they just don't notice you're doing it. And you can literally just spend the whole thing just going map, 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 map. <laughs> and basically, single-handedly win the, team, win the game for your team. Because once you capture all the flags, they're constantly losing tickets. So we're basically there finishing first and second on the leaderboard with two or three kills between <laughs> us. Yeah. Um, but... None of our team have got very many kills because the other team have lost all their tickets because basically we've had all the flags for the whole match. And it's brilliant. I found, though, speaking of the uh, jets and the helicopters, I'm determined to figure out how the hell you fly a jet. I always take off in them, fly off the map and die. Or one time, which is brilliant, it automatically started me facing the rest of the map. And so I thought, right, I can't go wrong here. Started up and just dove off the edge of the boat into the sea. And you missed an absolute gem with one of the helicopters the other night. Um, one of our uh, one of our new members, Bob Steve, because um, that's the other thing with Battlefield. Everyone's fucking called Steve. It's oh, ridiculous. Kev. There's, yeah, there's exactly. like four Steves and two Kevs, and I keep telling them they're going, well, how do we distinguish between the Steves? And I'm like, well, you could call me Richard. That's my name. And, <laughs> and they're like, well, why do we call you Steve? It's because Kev's mental. Because he he called me it, and now this problems arose. And a few of the others are like, well, I'll be called Bob. I'll be called. They're all giving themselves names and leaving me a Steve, which is brilliant. Quite I'll be right I'll be too. Bob, and I'll be john and i'm thinking well i could be richard so anyway yeah bob steve um i was just i was on the aircraft carrier thing and in spawned in a helicopter just started to take off and bob goes wait for me i want i'll come in that too and i warned him that that's probably a bad idea because i'm not very good at flying him <laughs> i was about a foot off the floor at this point so i thought right okay i'll land let bob in managed to land it in such a way that one of the feet thing that you land on sort of slipped off the back of the aircraft carrier and <laughs> he's there running towards me watching the helicopter just sort of slip off the back of the aircraft carrier and plunge backwards I into the sea. If they checked after that level, if someone had been able to go check underneath that boat, there'd have just been these two ships, <laughs> that two airships just there where we've just failed. But another thing that happened was I kept, because I've got a bit of a cough, I kept putting my thing on mute to have a bit of a cough and then go back off. And when I drove the jet off the edge of the boat, I couldn't get back on the boat and I had to swim to shore. So I'm there, 15 minutes it took me to swim to shore. I'm like talking to you guys, going, can somebody come and like kill me or get a boat? And I'll, just as I'm getting near the shore, I realise I've been on mute the whole time, just begging someone to come and kill me, thinking, why are they ignoring me, the bastards? But then, <laughs> then we told him about the fact you can just suicide if that happens. Yeah, they told me, I didn't know you could suicide, so I'm just swimming. Oh, it was so boring. I was just swimming and swimming and swimming, and I could see all the enemies flying above me and people going past on ships or helicopters and i'm thinking somebody save me or kill me if you do that with another person it's actually quite entertaining because you can do backstroke and sort of synchronize swimming with them and it's quite (laughs) funny watching them do their bit of swimming which i was enjoying at various points as well the annoying thing was when i swam all the way i got on the shore and got killed immediately (laughs) we do have some wonderful online sessions arranged for the next week again if you want to get uh, if you want to get involved, Sunday night we're having a Left for Dead session because, as Steve was saying, he's only just got that. We would very much like to get four of us together and have a crack at doing some of the levels on Expert and um, just to show Steve why he should fear the witch. And also why I shouldn't shoot my teammates. Yes. 
Um, so that's for Sunday night and should be pretty awesome. Next Wednesday will be another sort of Wednesday night gamer night type dealy. I'm not sure what the game will be yet. Um, I'll stick a thread up on the forum. I'd quite like another Forza night because it's been a few weeks since we've had one. I but don't have that. That's one of the other reasons why I enjoy them. Um, but it could well be something like Battlefield or Gears or something like that. But we'll stick a nice poll Gears up for people, to, uh, for people to have a little vote on there. And as for, I mean, the, the big three at the moment, which if you if you see me online, just send me an invite. Gears free, Battlefield free, Gotham City imposters. I'll happily play them any time with anyone. If you see me online playing anything else, just send me an invite and I'll jump into any of those free games because they're awesome at the moment. Right, this week's new releases, and we've already uh, we've already covered SSX, which is out today, and he's pretty much the only new game out this week, and looks awesome. So everyone, go and buy that and play it with me. All the other games that have come out coming out today are um, they're basically just old remakes or re-releases of old stuff. There's uh, Mortal Kombat Complete Edition, which is on the PS3 and the 360, which is basically the Mortal Kombat game that came out last year, just with all the uh, DLC chucked in. Um, so I can't imagine anyone in the world who's going to want to buy that because Mortal Kombat's awful anyway. Oh, it's great. Oh, you two are weird. They're kind of flogging it. They need to stop and do a little bit of a rejig, and I think they need to fix it a bit. But um, they've got great characters in that. Yeah. Boring. Um, Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater 3D on the 3DS, um, which is just basically Metal Gear Solid 3, but in 3D. That's a snore, not a pig noise. Well, I think both would have been appropriate in this situation. <laughs> Again, I don't like Metal Gear Solid. Um, I don't. I just don't see the point. Weirdo. You're going to buy it, aren't you? Um, might do. Yeah. Don't know yet. Um, I've got to go through them. I've got. I haven't even taken the wrapper off the bloody HD <laughs> Metal Gear Solid yet that I bought on the PS3 about a month ago when it is, came out. So. Is one of those this, this same year? Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, go and buy this and go and stand it next to that one and then you can decide whether it's more fun looking at a wrapped version of HD or 3D versions of it, neither of which you'll ever I've come, play. I've come to the conclusion that I collect games <laughs> rather than play them. If you stop buying games, then game would go bust tonight. Yeah, it probably would. Um, Alan Wake is coming out on the PC, which again, it's a... Oh, it's came, it came out on the PC, I think, um, earlier in the week. It's uh, just a two-year-old Xbox oh, game. It's coming out on yeah. the PC. Exactly. The sequel's already out on the 360, and the first one is now out on the PC. <laughs> um, apparently, to be fair to them, it's not just a port of the 360 game. They apparently have sort of rebuilt it and um, made it specifically customised to the PC. So it's supposed to be a pretty good port, but it doesn't change the fact that if anyone who was interested in Alan Wake could have played it two years ago on the 360 so again it seems a bit odd and a bit pointless to me but i'm sure there'll be some mugs out there will go and buy it um, not me because i haven't got a pc that would run it otherwise i would have done <laughs> even though you've already played it on the 360 yeah exactly um but yeah that's it for this week's new releases so Ad, you'll go out and buy all of them later on today and um, i'll just try and lay my hands on ssx i bet they don't have it in the tesco near me and i don't Probably. have to go into town so all this bravado about going to buy a game it'll just go on my rental list because uh, <laughs> i ain't going into town for it um in fact going into town for a game king of the segways brings go. us on to this week's new well no this is just a, a, a 
don't really want to say it's the news because it's not the news yet. It's our what's gone wrong with game this week feature. <laughs> They're just going further down the toilet. They're probably they so far down the toilet. They're basically on their way to the water treatment plant now. AD, I'm really bored of talking about game. Tell me what you think about them so I don't have to speak about them anymore. I could swear I've been the one that's been talking about them as well during all this time. But yeah, I don't mind. I'll I'll pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the just when you think things couldn't get bad and well even worse for them remember last week on the podcast we were talking about what would happen if they couldn't stop mass effect (laughs) i'm starting to think we've got some sort of you know we are on gamers (laughs) everything we say that you know can you imagine if this went wrong with them the following week it does go wrong with them can you imagine if game just gave me a grand's worth of loyalty points and let me spend them today Oh God! Go. We'll throw that one out. The thing is, we, yeah. uh, me and Kev know someone who works in Game Station, obviously owned by Game. And every time we see him after a podcast episode, we kind of go, "Ah, you, still going down the toilet a little bit there? What, you know, what are you going to do?" And he he just keeps going, "No, nah, it's fine. We're all right. They're, they've sorted the problems." And he they're so head in the sand by the sounds of it. Yeah. The managers are telling the staff that everything's his, fine. They're uh, telling everyone. His comment though this week, or this was like Wednesday or Thursday this week. See, you had nothing to worry about. We've got all the Ubisoft games now. And we're like, well, you know, that's over a week ago. Everyone bought them who wanted them. No Um, one's going to buy a Vita launch game now. That happened a week ago. The fact we've got them now is utterly irrelevant to anyone because no one is going to come and buy them from you because they've all got them from Amazon. But now they're not stocking Mass Effect 3 or EA games past past SSX, is it? Yeah, they've got SSX today. um, But from then, they're done with EA. So there's no FIFA Street in-game. There's no Mass Effect 3 in-game. Um, if they're still around later in the year that's going to cover stuff like your FIFA they worded it like a supply issue what they're basically saying is they don't want to give them EA don't want to give them the games because they'll just go bust and they'll lose a shite load of games I know that Sony have already put property of Sony on a lot of their stuff game are just in the shit I mean they are and this guy's in denial their staff seem just massively like no we're not it's all fine we are sorting the problem but you're dropping. He went. We only dropped Ubisoft, and it was like well, they're one of the biggest companies going, you know. And now they're dropping yeah. EA. So Who are Nintendo the stuck the boot in as well because they're not letting them have Mario Party Nine. And I know again we can say, well, who, care, who cares? But it's one of those games that sells. Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't be let's nine. Look at it. Mass Effect Three is already going to be the contender for Game of the Year. Yeah. When you factor in the fact, you know, the factor in that game were given by EA exclusive distribution rights for this special N7 edition. This is a huge thing for them. I mean, this is this is going to cost them millions and millions of pounds because now what EA have done, thankfully for the consumer, but not thankfully for game, is they've said, right, bugger off. We're going to put out to tender the N7 Special Edition. You can now get, well, you could do, I don't know if it's still available, but you could get on Shop to Amazon. Um, Zavi. Zavi. Play. So I tried to buy it, though, from Amazon on the afternoon this all happened and it was already out of stock. I, I managed to I managed to pre-order it on Shop to, um, but that went out of stock after a couple of hours. So if you considered that how many millions of people, well, not millions, but, um, you know, they got it people, straight away anyway. Yeah, yeah. immediately when... Because I didn't have the N7 pre-ordered. It, in a funny kind of way, what's happened with game made me go out and pre-order it. I know it <laughs> sounds a bit daft, but... 
Well, I was the same. Yeah. I went to try and get it off of Amazon because I was thinking, well, I didn't have it pre-ordered, but yeah. now I can get it somewhere other than game. I'll, uh, I'll go and get it. And I tried Amazon, and I think I tried Play and Zavi. I didn't try Shop 2 because they scare me a little bit. Um, <laughs> but it was already out of stock. And this was apparently, as well, before anyone had received their pre-ordered um, confirmation from game that it had been cancelled. Yeah. So before anyone had been emailed by game to say their pre-order wasn't being fulfilled, they'd already sold out everywhere else. Because there was obviously a lot of people like us who have noticed the news and thought, right, I'm getting involved in that. But what it means is you've got people... I've been looking at it on some of the websites uh, this morning. You've got people who had their N7 edition pre-ordered with games six or eight months ago who now can't get it anywhere because they don't hover around gaming news websites all day long like we do. Um, Didn't know it was happening... And by the time they had any confirmation from game that it had happened, it was too late for them to do anything That's right, about though, it. Kev. They got a £5 voucher for game, though. They can spend £5 in fucking yeah. game when they go bust tomorrow. <laughs> what a joke that was. I was laughing when they, they, they were like, oh, it's okay. We have cancelled the game. You've, you've gone to all the trouble of pre-ordering. But here's a fiver. Shut your face. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it's it's actually, I mean, in, in, in all seriousness, it is a massive, massive disaster for games. The... the, the it is a kick in the teeth as well for people who pre-order from them because it's not as if they're saying, right, we'll fulfil the pre-orders and that's it. Mm. Um, EA because EA are never going to agree to that. They want their products out on the shelf. They're not just going to drip feed um, pre-order quantities to a company and still charge them the same amount that they would do if a company was stocking something wholesale. But it's like you say, those people now who were probably thinking oh great yeah got got the n7 it's a limited edition it's going to be really difficult to get hold of they're going to you know if they've been at work or whatever they come home they get the by the you say by the time they get the email they try and get it somewhere else and it's just not available well that's it for them isn't it they're never going to use game again why would you i wouldn't i'd be seriously pissed off it says a lot about game that uh they sort of if the fact that they didn't have it, it suddenly went straight away online within like the day they announced it online on Amazon and everything. It was sold out everywhere. It shows that whilst it is going to be awful that people, if they go bust, will be out of work and we won't have game. It doesn't sound like they would particularly need it in that, as I say, it sold out instantly. So from the company's point of view and the consumer's point of view, everyone who wanted it got it. But Mass Effect 3 isn't the type of game that you need game for because they'll yeah. sell that in Tesco. That you you can pick, you'll be able to pick that up anywhere. I imagine I'll go into Tesco next week and it'll be in their half price if I buy forty pounds worth of groceries with it or something mm. ridiculous. It's the littler games, the stuff like I mean, even something like SSX that isn't going to be in my Tesco today. When I go down there later, I'm not going to be able to buy SSX in Tesco. Now the only, so the only place I could go, the only place I could go and buy it from is game or game station within yeah. a 30 mile radius they're the only places that sell games well if they're gone i have no choice but to go and buy it online and although yeah that's fine for me i buy most of my games online anyway there's a huge number of people out there who can't buy online they don't have a credit card they don't you know there's you've got kids who will go out and spend their pocket money on a mm. saturday morning they can't go and buy it online 
people who don't Tesco yeah people beans. who don't have a bank account or a credit card can't can't go and buy it online so they're going to be stuck with just your top five or ten games that they have in the tesco and i went in there and had a look um yesterday for research purposes and the five game the five games they've got in tesco at the moment they've got battlefield 3 assassin's creed revelations saints row 3 modern warfare 3 and fifa they're the ones they know are going to sell. Yeah, basically. these games have all been out, what, five months? To be fair, though, they will stock if you ask them. Tesco, I know it takes time, but they'll like, if you ask hey, but them, but again, how would you pe- know, I suppose? People ain't just going to get kids aren't going to go in there and just spend their pocket money on it. Mm. If I only bought games, if my only option for buying games was going to Tesco, which for big parts of Peterborough it will be if Game and Game Station go, um, then, you know, that's going to be, they're, they're, as far as they're concerned, there's not been a new Xbox game for five months. <laughs> yeah. Um, and no. it's uh, it's a bloody disaster for those smaller games. It is, it is a disaster. There's no two ways about it. And I think that one of the things that's come out of this, you know, obviously it's just rumour at the moment that GameStop is circling the waters. And what's interesting about that is they pretty much pulled out of retail. And it was always believed they'd pulled out of retail simply because it wasn't working for them in the UK. But in the retail in America, this company is making an absolute shitload of money hand over fist. I mean, they had a hugely successful Christmas where Game Over Here had a crap Christmas. Mm. So, you know, in terms of relativity, they they obviously GameStop are obviously doing something right. They're getting people into the stores. The the rumor is is they're going to make the play to buy Game Lot Stock and Barrel. The only stumbling block is they don't want the Australian market because they've already got that i think they have electronics boutique over there so it would be like a conflict of interest <coughs> but i think they're probably waiting to see if game do sell off quite a lot of their foreign interests mm. and then i think they'll probably make a play for them and you know i i, I want i want game to survive even if it ends up being GameStop. i don't want to see thousands of people put on the dole um i don't want to no, see definitely. i don't want to see you know, more misery and another bad news story on the high street. We do need specialist. There is a market for a specialist game store. You know, it's proved that we might be a nation that buys more online, but it's like you say, not everybody can do that. And games mismanagement is the reason why they're in this position. You know, it's it's how they've treated customers historically. They they you know they pissed off the core gaming customers by the crap value they give on the trade-ins and all this, you know, where you get like 50p trading on a game, which is just insulting, you know, you know what I mean? It's an, it's an absolute joke. And then they go and sell it for £10 or £15 used, and you know, their used game price, which is like 2 to £3 less than what they've got marked out new on the shelf. Mm. I mean, in some ridiculous cases, they've actually had like a platinum edition of a game. Um, brand new, cheaper than the used version of a game. Mm-hmm. I've I mean, seen that before. Yeah, yeah it's just here. absolutely stupid. It's it's uh, they as a business, they've been running to the ground by the people that should have been doing a better job, and that's the reason they're in the position they're in. You know, there's a lot of people go out and buy games. There's a, you know millions is spent. The I queued up for you know, the best part of an hour and a half to get Modern Warfare 3 from game on launch night. So there is still a lot of people that want to go to launch events and buy the game physically and not just have it pre-ordered online. There is still a demand there, but they're just mismanaging themselves. And now 
they've destroyed any kind of consumer confidence. Do you think there's any way back for games now they've ruined the two biggest releases of the year so far in the Vita Uh, and and Mass Effect 3? Is there any way back? Outside of a buyout? No. You'd be mad to pre-order anything there now. You'd you'd have to Uh, buy it out and you'd have to rebrand it. mm. Because the name of game now is just more synonymous with people throwing out the rather silly little phrase, game over and all this kind of stuff. Mm. It's it, the actual name of the company is has been tarnished. Mm. So you're either going to have a management buyout and rebrand it, call it something else, or I can just see GameStop coming along, buying it, and sticking stop on the end. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> write it on. Yeah, yeah. Like on. yeah. <laughs> real ghetto style. Yeah, <laughs> and that I that's the only way I can see them surviving. How are they? How are they going to get gamers back? How are they going to get back those people who are absolutely spitting, spitting bullets over the fact that yeah, they've I mean, been the other thing, of course, put out of the uh, Mass Effect Three and Seven edition? They're not going to get it because it's forcing people to go online. I know what I was saying about a lot of people don't have that option, but there's a lot of people out there who just haven't considered it before because they've always just been able to go into game. A lot of people, because of these shenanigans, have now been forced to go and look online and have probably seen that, oh, hang on, this is is a fiver cheaper than it would have been in game. And again, there's a lot of people there who might just never bother going back because they might have had their eyes open to a whole new world of cheaper games on the internet. Why don't we just get a PC or a laptop, actually, that'd be more sensible. A cart, park up outside game without a laptop, and just charge people a two quid to pre order it online for them. There's a business <laughs> opportunity there. Uh, stop them in the doorway. Like, you don't want to go in there, mate. They're going down the pan. I'll pre order it for you online. What's your address? Here's my two quid. Thank you very much. Off you pop. Sorted. I think, I think the, the concern is as well, it definitely is there for any other future releases that's going to be coming out later on in the year. You know, we all know. You know, we all know what's going to happen once it gets to like September. You've got the silly season where you get like five AAA titles released a week. Who's going to? Nobody in the right mind at this moment is going to be pre-ordering through game because the chances are they're not even going to be there. Mm-hmm. So you look at all the the games that are being announced. Sony next week are announcing. You know what Vita games are coming next. You know the the this is a kind of period where game really should be doing very well when it comes to pre-orders. Going back six or seven months, my pre-order, my pre-order page on game, I would used to have to scroll through a couple of pages on there to get to the end of my pre-orders just to mm. see all the ones I have on there. Gradually, I've, I've had my last pre-order through from game now, um, and I haven't reordered them. That's now all done on Amazon. And that was before all this started going wrong, just because gradually their prices just got so far away from... <laughs> Yeah. from where they were on Real Amazon. But, yeah. So the prices were already off, and now they're not fulfilling orders. It's, it they're going to have to send you this 1,000 uh, points or whatever it was you mm. said earlier, aren't they, to get you yeah, back? And, exactly. Uh, Should we stop talking about game anyway? Because yeah. it's bloody miserable. It is. It's horrible. depressing. Talking of your AAA games, we have a... Uh, one of those AAA games will be Assassin's Creed 3, which we announced the release date for, I think it was last week or the week before. We have now seen some art from the game which suggests it's going to be set in the american revolution how do we feel about that i i think it's kind of interesting um because obviously it was a pivotal point in history mm. um i'm not i mean i remember I said i would, I would be fearful if it's set in an era where it's 
machine guns and guns yeah. and all that kind of shit because it don't think it'd fit in. I actually think this is, in a funny kind of way, as m- close to more modern history as they could take it without falling into the realm of it just being all about guns. Because, yeah, obviously there was rifles used in the... He's holding a tomahawk in the art, though, AD. Yeah, but what I mean <laughs> is those those are like slow-loading yeah. rifles, aren't they? Yeah. Nobody's walking around with, you know, like, you know, fucking machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> my my issue or anything it. like that. It's all... You know, the, the, the sort of melee weapons were yeah. still very much used in that era. But, so it's a nice balance. I think it's... Um, I think it, I really like the idea of it, to be honest with you. My, my fear of it is that the thing I've enjoyed most about Assassin's Creed is climbing up the buildings and going up to the viewpoints. and There'll be wooden shacks. Well, exactly. Yeah. I could climb them in real life. You just sort of... Two steps and you're on top yeah, of the no, no, I mean, that You've still got places like Boston. You've got places like New York. I mean, obviously, yeah. they're not the metropolises they are now, but they had, you know, that round about that period, they did have some, you know. In, in my head, it's basically what I'm seeing at the moment is Ezio in Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, I thought <laughs> that. Yeah, or The Patriot or something like that. You've you just got those, like, like the. Yeah, I mean, obviously, a lot of the Civil War was there. But if you actually think back to the original Assassin's Creed, um, when uh, not Ezio, when um, Altair was traveling between destinations, he was kind of going through those sort of like middling villages, wasn't he, between those sorts of cities? So there's no reason why they couldn't do something similar to that, you know, in a revolutionary era America. I mean, as I say, there were cities. Um, I think it would be mad if they didn't have Boston because that was obviously one of the hotbeds for the revolution. Um, there's all manner of places they could do. I think, Plus, of course, he needs to be over that way anyway because the uh, you've finished the most recent one, haven't you? I'm this uh, is a yes. spoiler for everyone, but it, yeah. <laughs> New York is fairly key to the story, yeah. so they need to be over that side of America anyway. So I think I think it. I just like the fact that. It, you know, the the big question was, OK, because we've been stuck with the sort of renaissance period now for, what, the past four years of Assassin's Creed games since Assassin's Creed 2? Yeah, there's been three. Yeah, three, yeah. yeah. So where where is it going to go? And I'm glad they've kind of gone into the new world era, um, but still kept it so yeah. his weapons are still going to be used. At least it's not Assassin's Creed Modern Warfare. Yeah. Well, that was the fear, because honestly, I mean, it would have destroyed the... They couldn't have done it, because no. it it's just simply have been crazy, and it would have destroyed the series, and it would have been, you know, how to cock everything up, at the, you know, at the, at the last throw of the dice. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy about that. It's going to be different. It's going to obviously have different graphic styles and stuff like that, and it's going to feel fresh, you know, I know there was rumours about ancient Egypt, and that just wouldn't have made any sense to me because that's like going back in time. And someone said, idea. someone said online that obviously, with the fact that Desmond is in America, his his ancestors have to make it to America at some point. Yeah. So, I guess that's the that's the logical way to do it. So, if they do it right, I'll be fine with it. If if they do it wrong, it could go badly wrong. But we'll just have to trust that they do it right. I suppose. 
Well, they've uh, done well so far, haven't they? Exactly. Yeah. So. Exactly. Um, we've had a release date for Bioshock Infinite as well, uh, sort of linking in with the silly season that you were mentioning before. We've now had our release dates for Borderlands 2, Assassin's Creed 3, and Bioshock Infinite. Bioshock Infinite is out on the 19th of October which now gives us a five-week period where we have Bioshock Infinite, Borderlands 2, and Assassin's Creed 3 all released, probably at around about the same time as FIFA and whatever Call of Duty game comes out this year. So, um, yeah, again, we've got madness coming in at the end of the year, but it is going to be an exciting few weeks where basically we have a two-week gap between each of... I think Borderlands comes out first at the end of September. You've You've then got two weeks to Bioshock Infinite, then another two weeks to Assassin's Creed 3. So um, that's going to be a fun few weeks. The video for the new Bioshock game looks brilliant. Some of it's set in the sky, isn't it? That's, yeah. It just looks yeah. fantastic. So very much looking forward to that one. Um, we've had Jet Set Radio HD announced, which is going to be coming out in the 360, the PS3, and the PC. Yay! <laughs> I never played the original. Oh, I'm, brilliant. It was on the Dreamcast, wasn't it, the original, I think? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. for some reason, missed out on it. Um, but it, I've watched uh, watched the trailer for this, and um, it does look rather acceptable. I think I might have to check that one out. Oh, you'll love it. It's, it's far from acceptable. It's bloody brilliant. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. Um, this one um, piqued my interest a little bit. Um, the Vita. We've had the sales figures through from the Vita launch. It sold 61,000 units in the UK during its launch window. During that same launch window, the 3DS sold 130,000 units. The PSP sold Uh 400,000. Should we be worried that we're not going to be having any new Vita games in a year's time? That is is pretty shocking. No, I'm not not overly worried. You've got to look at when the PSP was launched. That was launched in September. Mm. So you've got an absolute stack load of people wanting to buy that for a Christmas present as well. Um, I always said that you know march is a strange time or end of february beginning of march it's a very strange time because you've got there's still got the christmas hangover where people don't have um money to blow on something as usual you know as 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 normal mm. um i imagine and, they were left with no choice because they're hiding from the wii u aren't they well that's it i mean at the end of the day from sony's point of view it's about getting the unit out there um I personally wouldn't have launched it this time of the year. I'd have done it pre-Christmas, but they obviously had their reasons why they didn't want to do that. Um, but I I sometimes think that these figures, 61,000... Well, what was it, 400... Four, did you say PSP 40? did 400,000 in its first... And that was in the UK. Yeah. And the 3DS in the same launch window... Um, as the P, as the Vita in the UK did 140,000, so twice as many. Yeah, but it was also a lot cheaper, wasn't it? Uh, it so. wasn't a lot cheaper at launch, was it? It was that was pre-price cut. It was still getting on for 200 quid, I think. Yeah, but I mean that price cut definitely. This is the know. launch window, and we're talking first. Yeah, but launch that, that price say. cut came very very quickly because I bought it at launch and I ended up getting something like 20 free games off Nintendo because of the fact that the price cut happened really quickly. If you remember what happened with the 3DS launch was that they didn't set an RRP for the UK. So people essentially charged whatever they wanted to for the 3DS. It caused, That's what caused all the huge mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. And then sort of Nintendo 
cut the price of it, actually then pulled the finger out and cut the price. Now, that happened really quickly after it was launched, which is why they did the... Um, which is why they did the, what's it, fucking reward <laughs> scheme for those. Yeah. It was called Ambassador Program, that's what it was called. And essentially, you registered your, your 3DS with Nintendo, and then I got 10... Um, Game Boy Advance games and ten um, NES classics. Um, I'd have been right free. up your street. It was. I've not bloody played them though, but I've downloaded them. <laughs> That's all you wanted. You wanted yeah. that collection. Collected them. Yeah. So I mean, when they you look at a launch window, is not the week it comes out. A launch that we're still in the Vita's launch window. Things. Mm. It says one point two million units worldwide. Again, that's. That's a lot of that is Japanese sales because obviously it's been on sale in Japan mm. um, for what three or four months. So um, the US and, U- and European launches sort of pushed it over that million unit sold yeah. point. Um, but it's still I they haven't got the 3DS figures, sure. but it's yeah it's still considerably less than the 3DS I, was at the same time, and people were calling the 3DS a flop, and it needed. Well, exactly. Spend. That's what I was going to say. But when these figures, you, it's the launch window. We're still in the Vita's yeah. launch window, it's so it's still, it's still going to be selling. Mm. It's a bit with these type of figures, you've got to really look between the lines. Is it on the launch day? Because my ass did the PSP sell four hundred thousand units on its launch day? Because I went to a midnight launch and I got served within five minutes. <laughs> they they uh, were rubber shop selling them. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? They were yeah, well, at that shop. Yeah, but, I mean, I went to Game Station to get to get it yeah that now, makes it all different <laughs> <laughs> oh dude, yeah game station sorry they were that, that was the only shop selling them <laughs> no what i'm saying is that if it is no way it yeah. sold four hundred thousand units yeah, on exactly launch day a thousand people in ages q <laughs> no God, you guys are frustratingly mad there's no way on the launch day of the psp it sold four hundred thousand units that's what they're saying hold on let's find it. the figures there's no way it didn't, because I remember at the time they said the same thing. Oh, it's not sold very well. I've well, made that figure up. <laughs> it probably yeah. has now. It'll be four. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, no, I'll, I mean, it's a launch zeros. window. That that's that's where you get your statistics from. Is a launch window. You don't get it from the launch day because not everybody picks the uni up on launch day, even if they've oh, got it pre-ordered. Anyone who doesn't get it on launch day is a loser. How dare you, loser? Right. <laughs> uh, PlayStation Vita sold 61,000 units during launch in the UK. Um, that was in the four days of last week. Um, so that was leading up to Friday. The 3DS sold 113,000 in its first two days on sale. Um, yeah, I've made up the PSP figure completely. It was 185,000 units, which is a UK <laughs> record. <laughs> so I. 20,000 units less than no fucking console has ever sold balls. Sorry, that was me me making it up. Um, But it's still three times as many. I don't know where I got 400,000 from. (laughs) Um, As bad as that fucking game analyst who said, Oh, (laughs) did you read that? He said that Mass Effect 3 is a game that hardly anybody has heard of, so he doesn't know what the problem is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so anyway, 
the PSP sold 800 million units on its first hour of sale. And the Vita has only sold nine, and they were all yes. to little old ladies, so it's a failure. <laughs> Let's all jump on the Vita's ship bandwagon. <laughs> uh, that was a disaster, that story. Brilliant. <laughs> it's just full of awesome. You've so, got to work in where you actually got the right figures, because yeah. that, that is pretty... When you said 400,000, I was like, fuck off. There's no way, because like, even the three 60 sold that many on launch day because there's never that many in the marketplace. I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> this is what I get for trying to memorise the stories rather than actually having them on screen in front of me. Next story. <laughs> in, other new, in other exciting I get to play games on my handheld device news, iPad free announcement is expected next week. Is it expected as it's likely? As or? in Apple have a press conference next week. Everyone's expecting it to be yeah. to announce this it's it's basically definitely happening it'll be in shops within two or three weeks probably oh right. wow cool okay that's oh, the way so apple roll great. isn't it it'll be you'll be able to buy an ipad free by the end of this month that all sets me greatly because i can't afford one i know it's not because announcing the ipad 3 that i'm very excited about because i want one but it, you know it's like you say other companies will announce something and it'll come out nearly a year later Apple announce it, and then it's like, right, it's in the shops now. If you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, oh no, I'm gonna, so- I, I fully expect there's gonna be several hours spent over the next few weeks where I'm just sat there glaring at my Vita and 3DS, just thinking, I hate you, I hate <laughs> everything you stand for. I don't. Pair of evil fucking swines. <laughs> I want my iPad free. I'm hoping it will just be shit. I'm going to be sitting there looking at my daughter thinking, I wonder how much money I can get for you <laughs> on the market. <laughs> I'm hoping it's like the mini iPad that was rumoured yeah, rather than the full fat iPad. Because if it's a full fat iPad that's all singing or dancing, I literally I might have to do something drastic and wait outside the Apple store with my baseball bat <laughs> and, and wait for some kid to come out of there, you know, yeah, a kid really happy and shy. What last time? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was there at five o'clock in the morning in my ninja outfit. He didn't see sell it coming. T- yeah, sell a tape if, to um, the ceiling. <laughs> if it's a proper iPad free announcement, we're going to start charging eight pounds an episode for this podcast. <laughs> well, I think Apple should donate one to each of us yeah. so we can give a thorough in- investigation and proper review uh, and I, do it professionally. Only fair. That the fact that Apple. Yeah, they're not going to because they sell we're about a million of these things. We're the but... reason people still get podcasts off of iTunes, basically, because uh, they they need to keep in touch with us. <laughs> if everyone can go on there and view that, if we can get like a hundred of you to all go on at once and go, this podcast is the reason I still listen to iTunes podcasts and yeah. buy Apple, then maybe they'll think, oh. I, yeah, we need at least a couple of hundred reviews of people saying, I bought an iPad purely because I need to listen to this show and this show. Do it only. now. All yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting the iPad three you want t-shirts in the launch queue i'm getting an ipad three for the mature gamer podcast and then therefore we can just say look you know we bought all this business to you apple but they'll just tell us to piss off because (laughs) they 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 now actually have more money than poland i read on this week i mean we all we all have more money than poland oh i don't know so much i mean it's incredible they went from a company that relied on microsoft to sort of bail them out of the shit so now being bigger than microsoft and now they're like they're just becoming unstoppable force Mm. everything's going to be apple we're all going to be become like assimilated by apple products siri is going to assimilate us in our sleep and uh i I think that thing's already 
fucking affected my brain anyway. Subliminal messages while I've been asleep. And, um, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, it, they fly in the face of this global crisis. They are a company that has exploded in the midst of a global crisis. But that's and, because they just make the most desirable products known mm, to man. That's it. They make it people want instead mm. of they don't. They actually know what people want rather than you know making this sort of assumption of what people want. They the actually. Thing is that- Eventually, everyone will copy them, and uh, the market will even out. They're trying. What I mean is, like, people will figure out what they're doing, and they'll. The thing is, they're they're always at the front of it, and so by the time everyone's caught up to them, they'll just do something else. So they'll always be making loads, but they seem to be tidying up the rest of the market. You you notice a lot of other companies have stopped doing really annoying or pointless or stupid things, and have started doing things right. And I think it's good. They're kind of tidying stuff up. It's quite nice that. uh, Well, I mean, they didn't invent the MP3 player, but they made it sexy. Mm. They, they, you know, they didn't call it an MP. Everyone was calling them, um, you know, MP3 players, and everyone's like, "What the fucking hell's that?" They didn't. They they gave it a name. They called it an iPod, and they marketed it as an iPod, and they marketed it specifically as something you have to have. So that's what they do with everything. I've still got four of them. I've never had an iPod. (laughs) It was an awesome thing. I got the iPod Nano when it first came out. And it was, I used to think, this is incredible. All of this music stored in such a small device. And yet there were people walking around with MP3s probably years before Apple got the teeth stuck into it. I got a Creative Zen that was the size of a house. It it had 30 gigabytes. It was basically a hard drive. It was that big. It was basically a hard drive that you could stick a headphone in. Doesn't sound very sexy. Um, But it was awesome, though. It had 30 gigs. It was just, I never ran out of music, but everyone else was buying these sexy iPods, and I just. I thought, well, mine can hold more, but it didn't look as good. I still felt dirty. Mm. Uh, my my two gig iPod, my two gig <laughs> iPod Nano was fine for me just because mm. it was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's like with a tablet. You know, tablet computers are not new. You know, Apple didn't invent them. I mean, I, in the job that I had previously, the guy there, he was using a tablet computer. Um, he was a club singer. <laughs> Actually, no, it's funny you should say that. They used that tablet software to supply clubs with the, with um, hardware and software. No, I wasn't a club singer. We were we actually I worked for a company that supplied um, we jazz clubs with uh, yeah <laughs> the jazz singer um, that supplied clubs with um, this, this kind of touchscreen device, which was you know, essentially a touchscreen computer. For shut up, for um, DJs and and compares and people like that, you know, it was it did everything, you know, it, it would do bingo, it would do quizzes, every it was like an all-in-one entertainment unit, and that was a touchscreen tablet computer, and that they were they were using that two three years before the iPod even come out, the iPod, uh, iPod iPad come out, and the iPad came out, and it was like. Apple have invented the touchscreen computer. That is what they're really good at, is if they, mm. they market something so well, you actually believe that this <laughs> this thing never existed before Apple thought of it. They just take something and make it very pretty, make it functional, and make it so that the average person can use it without any problems. And then they just stick it out there on the market and people rush and buy it. And no doubt the iPad 3 
everyone will say, oh, who's going to buy that? We're in the middle of an economic crisis. And it was like, yeah, well, you know. That I'll buy one. Yeah, exactly. I've got no money and I'll yeah. buy one. A lot you of people find a way. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people resent or hate Apple, just think they're the scum or the devil or whatever. But um, I mean, I did for years, always slagging them off. And then Kev kept on and on and on and on. And I thought, well, I'll try getting an iPhone, see what they're like. And it is brilliant. And so I do see they are worth buying into um people you know some people prefer their androids and whatever but i just idiots those people you're idiots (laughs) but this just this just works and it's all fine you don't have to think about anything you don't do anything it just does what you want it to job done no worries we um have we met the terms of our contract with apple that entitles us to the free ipads yet can we stop talking about (laughs) that brilliant um i apple are great anyway is the moral of the tale anyway so uh should we talk about raspberry pi (sighs) do we have to I yeah. like raspberry pi. Uh, but um, no, I'm this... not at all interested. It's so nerdy this, and boring. No, no, this is really important this. Yeah. I think this this device is going Especially to be Especially for of... you. You're going into IT teaching. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the biggest things that's going to be happening to IT teaching and kids in general, and I think everyone should get one of these. Twenty-five pound. Twenty-two pound. Oh, twenty-two. Well, you can get also get a thirty-two pound one as well. Yeah. Hey, big spender. Um, they're like credit card-sized computers that you can teach yourself programming and all sorts. Of I already know how to program, Steve. I don't need one. Yeah, but kids don't. Yeah. Uh, what's great your about kids this don't. is it plugs into its TV. It works in the way that an old-school computer like a Commodore sixty-four and the Spectrums, they used to work back in... Oh, I better put Amstrad in there as well, or they don't want CPC users chasing me down. Um, where you could plug something in, it was relative. Well, I mean, this is even cheaper than they are, and it's yeah. very, very powerful. This little thing it has a 1080p HD output on it. It will play films, it plays games, but more importantly, like you say, this is going to teach kids how to program... I'm, I want one because I want to learn how to program. I've not done any programming since the 8-bit days, sat in front of me Commodore 64, typing out lines of code from the bloody basic manual that There's comes with it. There's a site called Code Year, isn't it, that you can sign up to, and they send you a new thing to program every week if you want to just learn on your computer. Uh, it's, all, yeah. um, it's all JavaScript, though. Yeah. It's all web stuff. Boring but, um, crap. But yeah, I just think this is incredible. I really like the fact, especially as I've got, I'm you know doing a degree in IT, that there that someone in Cambridge has released this in an attempt to try and make England a very IT programmy clever country that does all of these things. Because we used to have a massive gaming industry, a massive software industry, a massive hard, you know, we were really good at computing in general, and it's all just gone down the pan. And this is their attempt to get everyone on board again. And if it you can't bloody buy them, they've all been bought by nerds. They're all bought out in not, seconds. Not, yeah, one, of, which not is one, one of these is in the great. hands of a child, I guarantee. No, they are. They, no, they will be. What I like about this is the fact that it is a success. Because, the you know, one thing I hate is that people... I mean, this has been a labour of love. They've had six mm. or seven really smart guys working on this. And, you know, it's coming out. It's really cheap. So it anyone really can buy it. I mean, come on, 25 quid. Yeah. You know, it's cheap as chips, pardon the pun. And at the end of the day, it's a success story. It is actually something that is going to make a difference. If anybody else out there didn't get the pun, <laughs> like Kev was going, chips, computer Micro- chips. Yeah, microchips. <laughs> Keep going, Eddie. Yeah. yeah, I know. He's, he's, he's not a culture vulture, is he, at all? Um, <laughs> I had no idea. He was Googling it. About. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was Googling what the fuck is Eddie talking about, but it didn't tell me. I mean, you need to go on to YouTube and see, like, look at Quake 3 running on it. 
and it runs faster and more smoothly than it does on the 360 and that it did on a PC. And the guy was actually the guy, one of the guys, I think he's one of the designers for it was saying, Oh yeah, you know, Oh, it's dropped down to 30 frames per second. There must be something. Cause it was like a prototype. Uh, there must be something with a floating point unit. I think he said, so, you know, it, the, I mean, 30 frames per second is pretty much what's locked down on most console games. You know, and consoles that cost, what, four, five, six times more than this device. And okay, yeah, it's not your brand new Pentium blah, blah, blah processor, but it's an ARM processor. And the ARM processor is something you're most likely to find in most smartphones. Um it's a fantastic. Well, I've got to get one of these for my kids. Then, you do. What you're saying? You Probably do. two because you've got two kids. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's such a simple device. You just plug it in, plug it in your TV, plug a keyboard and mouse in. It's USB operated. The memory is an, a standard SD card for the memory. I think you can either buy. I think the difference is one is a single SD card slot and the other is a dual SD card slot. I don't know if that's... I'm looking at the specs now. The more expensive one has two USB ports. It has um, an Ethernet connection, which to the t- cheaper one doesn't. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And that's nope. about the only difference between the yeah, two. Yeah, the other thing, yeah, it's wireless internet. The beauty of this thing, um, which is the main selling point of it, is that they're not giving you it and saying here play games on this or here this is for whatever they're basically just saying this works through your tv do whatever the hell you want with it you're not tied into any kind of windows or you know ios or whatever it's just do you know just have it start it up and whatever you fancy doing with it have a piss about with it and do it and you'll learn while you're doing it and if everyone starts using them, it's like when computers first came about, that's how we got Microsoft and Apple, wasn't it? They, there was people yeah. that said, I oh, want well, an operating system, I'll make that. Oh, this is really good. I'll give these people millions of pounds. And then Bill Gates is suddenly a millionaire. The, the point they're trying to make with this is they'll give it to some people. They might say, oh, I want to be able to do this with it. They'll make a piece of software for it. And then suddenly they're being brought up. And yeah, it's trying to make England have lots more people like that, like what happened sort of what, 40 years ago, 30 years ago? They're trying to redo well, that kind of thing. This is it, because the the guy who made it, he, he came out and he said, look, the problem is that we used to have a nation of fantastic developers and programmers and a lot of innovation, but it got lost because mm. every system you buy now, whether it's an Apple system, Microsoft computer system, it's locked down. Yeah. You can't do anything with it. All you do is run programs. Yeah, of course you can buy development software, but how do you know what to do with it? I mean, when you bought one of these old 8-bit computers, it come with a big, thick book, which essentially told you how to program it, you know, how to get basic programs running. It was a learning device that was specifically designed to teach people how to learn how to develop and program and it started you out in basic and then you could move up through you know the different programming languages for that platform and this is something that's going to afford people to do the same thing and i don't think for the price it is that there can possibly be any drawback to it at all do either of you know when we'll next be able to buy them then because they're trying to sell them out in a month or so they say yeah I've, i've signed up to be notified when it's available on the on the these two distribution outlets um and i've signed up to be notified the thing is as well um just to i mean anyone who is interested in doing it but kind of thinks i'm not going to be any good at programming what's the point 
as someone who's finishing a degree and does a lot of programming, most programming is just Googling it. Yeah. Really. Just not Googling it for the exact code, perhaps, but it is just generally you hack away at it, you fiddle around with things, you change stuff about, you look online, you ask people, and then finally you get something that works the way. And they, we, we all get given, like 20 of us will be given the same spec and 20 people will come with completely different programs each time from a really clear spec. So don't be put off by it. Get into it. You'll probably, you'll, you'll enjoy it. I mean, I, it's nothing better than just sitting down and whacking out a program when you're hacking around with it. What a massive loser you are. You, you that's, agree. How dare you? That's <laughs> enough boring bullshit. But yeah. Um, let's talk about some games again. A couple of last bits of gaming news. Killzone 3 multiplayer is now free to download on PS3. Um, and as far as I am aware, it's quite a big juicy chunk of it. It's not just a little taster. You can sit and play it for hours and hours and hours and level mm. up quite far um, before you have to pay or stop playing. So I... I'm going to be downloading it. I did try and download it yesterday, but talking to some other people, it seems like it was taking like 24 hours to download because of the massive demand for it. So I'll be getting that downloaded over the weekend. Never played Killzone 3, so I shall get that downloaded and have a crack at that probably over the weekend. Um, we also have had an announcement um, for, for some DLC for Kingdoms of Amalur coming out on the 20th of March. Um, now, for me... That seems very, very soon to be bringing out additional content for such a big game. Maybe they realise it's lacking any kind of but things that you really surely want to it's yeah. too big for people to have finished yet. It's supposed to be huge. Skyrim still haven't got any DLC. Quite yeah, rightly it's, too. It's surprising. I mean, I think it is. I think you're right. I think it is too soon. I mean, how many people will have finished? How many? How many people have finished the main quest and actually be saying, oh, I need some DLC mm. for this? Mm. It's not going to be that many people. And, you know, again, 20th of March, uh, Mass Effect 3, people probably playing that. Are they really going to be up for some for some DLC for, mm. for a game that they probably haven't even finished yet? That has always been a problem with me, and usually it means that I miss that DLC out completely yeah. because it comes out far too soon. And I think they did something similar, if I remember, with Fallout New Vegas. That came out relatively quickly after it was launched. And I remember thinking, I haven't even finished the main quest. I'm not, why the hell would I want to buy some DLC? Do we know what's on it at all? Is there any kind it's, of... Um, it's new quests. It's not... Just quests. It, yeah, okay. it's, um, it's like a proper expansion pack. It's not just... Uh, a couple of extra weapons yeah, and a new bit of armor is an expansion pack for it. So it's a proper chunk of DLC, and yeah, it just seems far, far too soon. Skyrim have got the right idea. They know there's, even though it's been out four or five months, there's still probably not very many people who finished Skyrim, and because of that, they're just holding fire. They they will get it just right and release that DLC the week I finish mm-hmm. playing Skyrim. I'm certain, waiting. I mean. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, that one just seemed a little bit odd. Um, And last um, snippets of news uh, this week. Really wanted to bring this up one just to show that we're not always wrong. I know a lot of the time we seem wrong. But I was having a look through the the charts this week. And I'm generally not that interested in the charts. We always have a little bit of a look at them. But there's not often anything that's particularly newsworthy on them. But a couple of points I did notice after what we were saying about syndicate and binary domain sort of treading on each other's toes last week, um, in the all-format charts, syndicate only went in at number seven. Binary domain didn't even make the top 20 
of the all-format charts last week. Um, the last story only goes in at number 15. Fallout New Vegas Ultimate Edition only in at number 17. Um, all of those games are insane for launching in the same week as the Vita and yeah. treading on top of each other. Uncharted and FIFA went at one and two um, as the big Vita launch titles. But I just, Binary Domain, that one really surprised me because... I mean, I doubt we're ever going to hear from that again now. If it doesn't mm. even make it into the top 20 in its own launch week, um, that that's finished. Yeah. Well, already Amazon had it discounted. Yeah, um, they need to, don't they? Yeah, they, I mean, that was like, in. I, I don't even know how many days it was after it was launched. It, it was certainly during the course, because I just looked out of interest to see mm. what the prices were on Amazon. Well, it was, only, it was only launched a week ago today, so it's been yeah. out seven days now. I, mean, I think it was like 29... 99 or something on amazon and syndicate well last time i checked it was still in at full price but as you say i mean that's gone in at number seven in the charts so yeah. one can argue demand, that 25 quid on amazon now 25 <laughs> is it yeah and syndicate's 34 pounds on amazon <laughs> so it's, yeah it's already gone that down into it yeah. and that's a week you know and again it goes it harks back to like you say how can they make any money how can the developers possibly make any money out of these games and it's not their fault it's the mm. bloody publishers doing something stupid like the launching worst... in the same week as the vita and 30 games on top of all of yeah. that you know yeah. the worst thing as well is if uh, if it often happens that people release a game and if it doesn't sell in the first week it drops a tenner surely any, anyone who's a consumer who isn't going to think about the uh, company is going to buy it after a week mm. yeah i mean you'd wait a week see if it drops if it well that's buy. what i tend to do with single player games now mm. the only games i really buy on launch now yeah, are the multiplayer ones because i want to be playing every with everyone on launch night but if it's a single player game well, that's one of the reasons i've sort of held back and not bought amalur yet because i fully expect it to be a tenor when i actually want to play yeah. it just because yeah. but i i just can't believe binary domain looked like a promising game and it's been utterly ruined and destroyed by the insane decision to not only release it in the same week as the Vita, but also put it head-to-head with a game that's very similar to it, and it just to, came off second best. The only way they can salvage that, surely, is to do a extra add-on to it and maybe re-release it with that in, calling it Binary Domain Complete Edition. But why would they bother when you can already... Deal. By yeah. then, you'll be able to pick up the original for a tenner. Yeah. yeah. They, they, get, they get the DLC probably yeah. for a tenner yeah. as well. So There's no way out for it, then. Exactly. It's it's a cock up, and event. And the sad thing is, this is this this happens, and the next thing you'll be reading in a month, two months time, that the development team's been disbanded, and this is just seems to be how it's going in the industry. Unless a game, I mean, even some games that do really well, the bloody development teams getting disbanded. So, mm. it they seem to be the ones that pay the price for the fact that the publisher is a complete bloody idiot, and yeah. and. Berries, what, like you say, looked a really interesting and promising game, just gets completely buried in a stupid release schedule. And, like, what's going to be out, what's coming out, like you say, next week, Mass Effect 3, they couldn't have put it in a worse window. If they did, they, well, the only way they could have put it in a worse window would be the pre Christmas rush. So, why not release it in, in May or June when these bugger all probably coming out in that period?
Right, so the best game of all time competition has been bubbling along nicely again this week. Um, we had a very upsetting result for me personally, because um, Half-Life eliminated Borderlands, which um, that makes me a little bit sad, just because I didn't think Half-Life was that great and Borderlands was ace. So, and basically to compensate myself for the fact that Borderlands has been knocked out, I went out and re-bought it this week so I can <laughs> play it again, just to remind myself how good it is. Um, but yeah, that one upset me a little bit. Half-Life 2 made it through as well, knocking out Halo Reach and Space Invaders, although only just beat Space Invaders. Mm, that was so close. I think there was one vote in it between Space Invaders and Half-Life 2. I voted Space Invaders, though. I think I went Half-Life 2. Cause yeah, I, I went Half-Life 2. I had to turn me back on Halo Reach, which upset me immensely, but uh, <laughs> yes... Um, this next one surprised me a little bit. Batman Arkham Asylum knocked out Gears of War 2. Um, I think Batman's the better game, but I expected Gears of War 2 to beat it just because of the fact it's it was played so much online amongst our uh, members. Mm. Gears of War 3 seems to be, at the moment, one of the most played ones. That's not even so. on the list. Yeah, but um, Gears of War 1 is on... Upcoming on this week's games, which, which we'll get to in a moment. But yeah, Batman, I'm glad that's gone through because um, I was a little bit worried that it wouldn't be appreciated for the awesomeness that it was. But it's good to see, and that was it was quite comfortable as well. It wasn't close between Batman and Gears of War Two. It sort of steamrolled it a little bit there, as did Uncharted Two, knocking out Shadow of the Colossus. Again, it just well ahead. Um, so they, apart from the uh, the Half Life Two and the Space Invaders battle, they all seemed fairly clear cut decisions from everybody this week. That's all going to change this week, though, because this week we've got the big one. We've got Bioshock against Skyrim, um, which I sat there agonising over this, and I think I've made the wrong decision as well because I ended up voting for Skyrim. I realised I've had Skyrim for three months and still haven't got round to finishing it, so how can it possibly be better than the greatest gaming story of all time? Um, so I might go in there and change my vote. <laughs> and go towards Bioshock. How? What are you two looking at on that one? Well, I noticed on the forum the Okami versus Super Mario 64. I think I'm the only one who's voted for Okami, even though Kev, you did say that Okami was better than Super Mario 64. I did. I said Okami was the best game on the PS2, mm. but Super Mario 64 is the best game on the N64. And yeah, I but I, I prefer Okami. Yeah, on that one, and it was really I, I think good when I voted. I think the problem with Super Mario 64 for me was that um, I actually probably played it more the version that they released on the DS than I did actually on the N64. I didn't have an N64 for very long, so um, I I just prefer Akami. I just think it was visually an amazing game. Uh, I like the storyline. I mean, there's never really much of a storyline with Super Mario, but... Mm. You know, I don't expect Akami to win because I don't think that very many people played it. Um, I never played it until I got my PS3. I think it was one of those games that when I got my PS3, I was looking for PS2 games to play on it because there wasn't really anything that interested me at the launch of the PS3. I just had to buy it because it was new and shiny. And mm. I think I picked this up and a couple of Grand Theft Auto games maybe because I never really had a PS2. I had one. But it was basically just, it wasn't really mine. It was just in the house to play SingStar on. Um, So I sort of went back and rediscovered some of the old PS2 games and found this one and thought it was awesome. But Super Mario 64, I absolutely played to death on my Mm. N64. And 
I mean, it was the first game of its type as well, wasn't it? It just sort of showed you that it was possible to do a proper 3D awesome game. Yeah. Um, Bioshock against Skyrim. Which way are you going on that one, AD? I'm going with Skyrim. And the reason it... I mean, God, I mean, how can... I mean, Bioshock is an incredible game, and I love it. But what I love about Skyrim was it took all of the ingredients that was with Oblivion and just ramped it up. The fact it's so huge, the fact that there's so much to do in it. Um, Bioshock, as great a game as it was, um, and as close to striking a perfect balance in terms of game length and and all that, I don't know. I just mm. Skyrim is an amazing game, and it, so how can you choose? It is, it's, it's so it's hard. Just, I think that one yeah. could easily be in the final, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. I'm going to abstain from that one because I've only played a bit of Bioshock and I haven't played Skyrim, and I don't want to affect the outcome. If it was one vote yeah. in it, and I'd voted for the one that he voted. Unfortunately, for I don't think it is going to be one vote in it because although everyone's agonising about the decision at the moment, Skyrim's well ahead in it. Really? Just yeah. because everyone's going on there, going, "Oh, it's a really hard decision. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do." Then just clicking Skyrim. Yeah. I, so, I think it's like. Skyrim is more recent, and if Bioshock Infinity was out, and that was the game in there, then I think it would probably be more of a fair fight. Mm. It's like old versus new in that one, isn't it? I mean, Bioshock's what five years old or something yeah, like must that. Be for that, yeah, Skyrim it was pretty, it was, that was out before the PS3, wasn't it? So it must yeah, be more than five years old. Yeah, and Skyrim is like the you know the flavor of the month. It's it's foremost in people's minds, and so when. I always find when it's very tight like that, you always sort of go with the more recent yeah. one. Um, but that, I mean, it's not to say Bioshock isn't an amazing game because it is, and if you haven't played it, you, you know you're missing out. You mm. should play it. The best well, thing about the the best thing is this whole competition stemmed from me and Steve arguing about Bioshock and Final Fantasy VII. Final <laughs> Fantasy VII didn't even make it to the knockout rounds, and Bioshock's going out in the first knockout round. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it's ridiculous, really, because they both should have made it much further than they have. But um, unless something miraculous happens, I think we're going to have to kiss goodbye to Bioshock this week, <laughs> and it makes yeah. me sad. Um, another one that I found really hard to choose, Gears of War against Goldeneye. To me, both of these were system sellers. Mm. I bought consoles because of these games. I bought my Xbox the day Gears of War came out so I could play Gears of War. And I did the same with Goldeneye on the N64. I really loved playing Goldeneye when I was younger. It was brilliant. I went with that. The reason I've gone Gears of War, as much as I enjoyed Goldeneye, and it was great just having a laugh, four-player split screen with a few mates... Gears of War introduced me to the world of online gaming, yeah. and without that, I might not have had my Xbox. Certainly not when I did. And just the fact that we had so many awesome sessions on Gears of War, um, I think we managed to get through two seasons of a Gears of War league on the forum back when this first came out, and it was just huge. We had like forty or fifty people all wanting, all <laughs> wanting to get involved and play this one game, and it was just massive for that short period of time. So I had to go Gears of War. Um, but this, this, the voting on this one is so close at the moment, um, and I'm a little bit concerned that by this time next week there won't be any Gears of War representation left in the tournament. I I'm went Gears of War. Really, I mean, GoldenEye was a game that I think when you go back and play it now, you think, actually, that ain't as good as I remember it. I mean, not, <laughs> not just talking about graphically. Um, and it, a very, very similar thing happened to me um, 
when I played um, the Perfect Dark uh, game that was released on the DLC and the Xbox. Mm. Was it last year, year before? Yeah. I thought, God, this is fucking awful. And it, it, it was that sort of impact, you know, very much the rose-tinted glasses. GoldenEye was a great game in its day, but hasn't aged very well at all, I don't think. And whereas Gears of War, I think, has probably aged better. And I think that, like you say, the online element to it, I mean, GoldenEye had a great multiplayer, but obviously it wasn't online. Um, Gears of War, the online element to it, like, you know, you said we had so many great sessions. It's all a personal thing, isn't it? I mm. mean, as I say, GoldenEye pretty much passed me by even when it came out. I played on it, but I didn't own it. And I thought, wow, that's a really good game. But I think for me, playing the updated version of GoldenEye that they released, was it last year I think they released it? Yeah. On the 360? Wasn't that impressed with it? And that is essentially just, you know, GoldenEye done in with a new graphics engine and stuff. Mm. Um, where Gears of War, you know, the, like you say, the the multiplayer element to it was so much fun, and we had so many good online sessions of it. It was it was pretty. It was actually relatively easy for me to go Gears of War um, on that one. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, out of all of them, that was the easiest one yeah. to choose. The last match this week: Resident Evil Four against Doom. For me, easy decision. Resident Evil Four. Never really been a fan of Doom. I went with Doom on that one because that was one of the probably the first PC game I ever played um, yeah. and uh, yeah I really enjoyed it and the Doom series was just good I mean I, I remember getting Doom 3 and melting my computer with it because <laughs> it wasn't good enough to play it um, what I was what... saying about the reasons I love Battlefield earlier that is the reason well, that's the reasons I hate Doom because in Doom it is all about shooting yeah. and if you're not very good at shooting Doom is shit because you just get shot constantly yeah it's a difficult game i like that i mean it made me vomit like nobody's business <laughs> but um but yeah i loved it it has to be doom for me that, cause that is my uh desert island game of all i've, I've really? played it on so many different formats it's untrue and i'll still play it now i'll play it on the playstation version. i like its attitude as well it's just so rude to you like all the comments and you know when you when it's talking to you through the little, I just the stuff like that makes me chuckle. It, yeah. It's just badass. Doom, Doom, you know, it, it brought the first person shooter thing into the mainstream, and uh, yeah, Resident Evil Four. It's a great game, but I think they've also been ropey versions of it. Um, whereas I can't, off the top of my head, think of a particularly bad version of doom that i've ever seen have you it played it on the a... iphone ad <laughs> yeah i have actually it's that's a shit pretty... on there it's difficult because doom. of the control yeah. system but it is a very faithful recreation of the pc version um i mean i played it on the game boy advance there was a super nintendo version that was good there was a 32x version from the mega drive which was pretty good for its day um, the PlayStation one was a phenomenal version, um, and obviously you've got the PC version, which you can get on Xbox Live again now. Um, yeah, it's just fucking awesome game. I love it. 
anyone who wants to have their say, the key thing to do to get involved in the best game of all, t- all time competition is get yourself over onto the forums, maturegamer.co.uk. Get registered on there. Get voting in the polls. Feel free to use the threads to argue about why you're right and everyone else is wrong. I shall certainly be doing that. Um, regularly in the Bioshock Skyrim thread as I keep changing my mind as to which one is best and that will happen many times mm. before the votes close this time next week because I genuinely still can't decide between the two and that just about wraps things up for this episode mm-hmm. um, leaving me again to point you towards coming to see us over at the forum also make sure you keep the iTunes reviews coming they make a massive, Remember, massive we want difference 200 we people say. to tell Apple yeah exactly um, I think we had about five new iTunes reviews this week, and it's kept us again on the front page of the podcast section all week. Um, we, I know we go on about it every week, but I can't emphasise enough the massive difference to our download numbers do it now. that those iTunes reviews make. You, do it. You there, listening now. You. Yeah, you. Do it. Yeah, and make sure you write about the fact that we're going to single-handedly force you to buy an iPad so that we can get them for free from Apple as well. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter... We're at Mature Gamer UK, or you can follow me at Lolujo. I'm at RB6K. I'm at A1DY74. Excellent. And I've noticed I'm actually starting to pick up a few followers now, which is quite Yeah, snazzy. I have a few. You're a bunch of losers. It. What are you following me for? I say nothing interesting on Twitter. Um, I put pictures of Dr. Pepper cans on there and ask if you can tell the difference between, between the two. Right, That's what you should expect from my Twitter account. But I, it's, it's lovely that people are following me. It's awesome. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at the Mature Gamer Podcast, which, again, we're very close to getting our 100th fan on there now, and it's oh, very exciting. It. The day that happens, Steve might just grow a moustache to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can also get in touch with the show by emailing maturegamerpodcast at gmail.com. And that, boys and girls, is that for this week. Have so a good week. Thanks very much. We shall Bye, see everyone. you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.